You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 114. masks that they have fashioned over the uh, over the years and they occasionally these things uh, they lose their effectiveness over time and more have to be created he learns during this time that the the act of of creating these things of enchanting them with the with the enchantment to protect from the psychic intrusion that is ever present outside of the shield is more and more difficult each time they do it easily attributed to the fact that the weave is dying, hmm. and uh, and just the ability to pull that magic into uh, to enchant an object with such a powerful enchantment like this, it becomes a little more time consuming and takes a little more out of the spellcaster each time. And it's uh, it's subtle, but these guys, you know, they, they've studied to do this their whole lives, and the art of how to do these things have been passed down from generation to generation. As there are, you know, there are only there are not many people in the city. Well, there are many, but it's the only. That's the only thing. So while Pinter works on this and assists with this, he informs you that it will take a couple days before you can, um, before they'll be ready to head out. So we can't leave until then? It's not that you can't leave. You certainly can. Well, you can't You have walked leave. around in that world before, and you have resisted the effects of the world. We're not Nancys. However, okay. uh... The Maddox do give warning that the that the ever-present assault on the minds of people who leave the towns is constant and it's will ever-present and will eventually overpower the minds of even the strongest willed. The house always wins. The house always wins. You had gone through their detection um, through the detection system when you first arrived in the city. And showed that you had not uh, your your mental defenses had not been breached. You had uh, they they are at least confident that you did not have um, mind flare influences in your mind or aberrant influences in your mind. So that is certainly up to you if you want to risk that or not. But it would take but two days to finish crafting these. Meanwhile, while Pinter is discovering this. Aurora and Hugh have hung back in the meeting room of, or in the you know the, the city. city hall. You get them off the couch, please. Oh. Continue. In the city hall of the city, and city city hall, they call it. Have decided to reveal to the Maddox who you really are, and to equal importance, who they really are. <laughs> Was I there too? No. You had taken off Negative, to go left. and harass the priests, I think. Right. Correct. <laughs> Wait, guys. I'm going through it all. So, I still have to help you. Uh, Aurora and Hugh have hung back 
to reveal this truth to them, brandishing the Exodus but knife. But not in a threatening manner. Brandishing the Exodus knife, <laughs> a seemingly exact duplicate of what they call the Dawn Blade. It's actually called. And Ren. Explain exactly what Ren is doing. Yes, yeah, I do. Got it out. So Ren is heading to the uh, to the tower, the tower of Dace, <clears throat> where the uh, atop of which the the shield of the entire city is thrums with a magnificent arcane. Thrums with magnificent arcane energy, drawing what power is left in the weave to protect the city from all the horrors outside. So what is uh, what is Ren's objective here? You know, what's, just go ahead. Ren uh, retires. It doesn't even retire. He goes to the uh, the tower of the um, Temple of Dace to um, <clears throat> study how this. He's studying a couple things. One, he wants to see how this device is harnessing the power of the arcane um, to just kind of get an idea of how it works. He already has a pretty good idea, but he's still. That's something that's in progress. He's also. Um, he's kind of at his wit's end. He was about to blow the... I know. He was he was about to blow the whole your god is ridiculous argument and uh, try to convince them with logic and science that their god is Oops. ridiculous. Is it a mistake? But after a combination of the head... Was it a head cleric? Head priest? I forget what we're actually calling him. Cleric? The head high, high, cl- high, high, high cleric? High cleric. High priest. Snitch. After the high priest. Yeah. Snitch. After, snitch. after Snitch walks out <laughs> furious and Hugh kind of cuts him off, Ren decides that maybe that isn't the best course of action. But if the priest gets snippy with him at all, he won't hesitate to. Oh, yeah. Well, your gun's not real. Yeah. And he won't hesitate to back it with as much fact as he. Can dig up. He also, Ooh. at one point, um, during these two days, um, is in a. He's there's in the temple. There's kind of a central room with a lot of books and stuff, and then there's the the, the room above, like kind of high in the tower where the device is. And down below, there's a lot of alcoves um, where. You can go to study. It's quiet. Um, and in one of these alcoves, because there's not a whole lot of privacy in the city, we're sharing a room, basically, <laughs> at the local inn. No, you have an entire house to yourself. Well, even still, the group is uh, nosy, and they walk in on Ren all the time. Um, plus, it's just quieter and more calm in the uh, temple. In one of the alcoves... One afternoon, Ren decides to, um, while, um, he decides to try to, to, to reach out past the barrier and, um, see if he can, uh, access the, what are we calling it? The, the, the dark, the aberrant energy of the dark. It has gone by many names. In fact, uh, almost everyone you talk to calls it something different. Ren decides to try to reach out with his mind and try to uh, touch the aberrant energy and see if he can get a better understanding of what it's like in order to maybe 
uh, harness its power to charge the rod in case um, going after Shar or um, Labolith Anarath in case those go poorly. Ren still thinks it's a great idea to do it. Um, he has no problem with dark energy. In his mind, it's just another tool to be used. He's done it a lot of times, and it's, as far as he is concerned, has never turned out exceptionally poorly. Um, even the Quasit, it was a learning experience. See? It was a teaching moment. And he learned a lot from it. See? If the Quasit wasn't there, Ren might not be what he is today. Exactly. Ren finds... As he attempts to reach with his mind outside of this shield, that he is able to firstly confirm what he seems to already what he already knows, which is this shield is an exceptionally powerful barrier. He finds himself unable to uh, to probe outside of the shield with his mind, much as the city is protected from the outside. It's uh, it is definitely a two way barrier, and that that, uh, that no amount of effort that he extends seems to be able to breach that membrane. Hmm. Uh, he is reasonably certain then, as he knows that that high priest was not any more, uh, certainly not more of a... Um, he was no. He was not more of an arcanist than Ren was. Than Ren was. And therefore, if he reached out into that energy and became corrupted, he must have left the city walls to do so. Ren finds this interesting because the, while it's powerful, the shield is not omnipotent by any means. I mean, it's faltering. It sputters from time to time because of the weakening of the arcane weave. And it's still it's, a damn fine impressive shield. It's inter- It's Mascari. Yeah. It's impressive to him that <laughs> even impressed. though it's weakening and dying slowly, he still is unable to breach its defenses. Um, and. The fact that he can't just reach out from within the temple is a bit of a downer for him because, I mean, it would be easy to just do that. For him to actually break away from the group and go outside, that's going to take some more active um, premeditation on his part because, you know, you've all, the group always kind of has tabs on one another. Plus, to get out of the, out of the city... You have to go through the little well, we're gonna portcullis. We'll be leaving in a couple days anyway. I know, but if I start trying to channel the <laughs> dark energies while everybody's standing there, you guys right. might notice. Right. Because yeah. who knows what's going to happen. You need a little so, red time. So, he takes this under advisement. Um, it is not even advisement. He teaches himself this. But, um, he sa- regardless, he's still convinced that with such a massive untapped energy source. It would be silly to not at least um, research it a little bit just in case our plans, if you will, the plans of the rest of the group, go astray. Ren has seen what's happened when we've gone up against other gods, and a lot of times it's not pleasant. Even though apparently these gods are a lot weaker than they used to be, they're still gods. Yeah. And if they decide to smite us mightily... They shall not. We have uh, the power of all He does not want to just be left twiddling his fingers. In fact, if Ren was able to harness this and just come through in a pinch and show, hey, look, maybe, just maybe, 
the rest of the group would thank him for it. Oh, the best laid plans of mice and men. Yep. Who knows? Yeah. In the end, yeah, I'll give you think. credit for that stupid pod. <laughs> Just since everyone brushed past it. That's all right. Um, I don't need your credit. Uh, and I kind of agree with Ren. I mean, someone deciding to research all avenues of you know information and knowledge has never led you guys astray in the past. <clears throat> um. <laughs> so. Uh, so this is what Ren spends his time kind of researching and figuring out what to do. He is, is decided not to specifically um, research the god Dace. The supposed god Dace. Well, yeah, he does. I mean, a fair amount of time doing that already. He does that too because. From the... Well, you would, I'm just clarifying because you originally said you were going That's to the right. tower to do that. Now you said that you're trying to reach outside the shield. So when Ren figures out that he can't actually reach outside the shield. Um, he turns his attention to, I mean, A, if he were to go outside the shield, how could he do it without the rest of the group finding out? And B, he does more um, research on Dace to figure out, A, who this person, because he's convinced that's not actually a god, who this person was that was able to so um, so well convince the people of the city uh, that that he or she was in fact a god and not only investigate who it was that did this but their methods of doing it um, so that maybe he could from learn the from records that. that we had seen I don't think anyone ever reported seeing god a god they just like got visions or claimed to have received visions no Maddox Maddox was given the blade allegedly allegedly that's third party information yeah well, but don't forget that Maddox spoke Directly to you and, and told that you that's that not she, what happens she received the blade from a person. So, so, so perhaps anyway, Ren, it was. Uh, that, uh, yeah, perhaps that morphed. Run continues time. to do research into this until he is one hundred percent convinced that Matic just made it up. For all he knows, I mean, that's kind of what he speculates. Matic just made it up because it's what the people needed to hear at the time. So, until he is one hundred percent convinced of that. He still does more research. Also, keep in mind that their history uh, also does not show that Matic uh, was involved in creating the religion at all. No, it was a person who came up later on and then started. Yeah, that's why he's. That's things. why he's doing more research. Yeah. Well, I'm saying you. He already knew that from last week. Previous week research. Before. Good job, Ren. Okay, so he builds off that research. <laughs> Just reminding you, sometimes you don't remember everything that was said. I actually appreciate it because I didn't remember that. That's why Sam's here. All hail the great Sam, remember of all things. For some reason, though, just as an aside, when Sam says it, it seems like like it's you you saying, hey, retard, this is how it happened. And when Greg says it, it's more like the the narrator saying, "Actually, this is what you know already. (laughs) Just roll with it. I take it differently when it comes from different people. Sorry. That's what she said. Unless Greg specifically says, hey, retard, this is what you already know. Which is sometimes... Right. I'll make sure to say it that way in the future. Because that was what I was going for. Anyway, that's what Ren nice. does. Does Ren find out anything more? Over the two days, you guys are spending the two days? You're going to um, wait for the masks to be yeah, created. Yeah, might as well. No reason not to. Yeah. Ren doesn't like spending too much time doing nothing just because... Well, I mean, we got like five years, so I mean, well, keep busy, but no reason to take unnecessary risks. That's Yu's opinion, anyway. 
Well, I guess my concern is not so much that, you know, ah, we're gonna you know, run out of time here, it's that we have no idea how much time is passing in the world we're from, since time seems to pass at a different speed there. Yeah. So the idea of, you know, waiting a day here might mean a month there. It might mean a second. It's hard to tell. It's never the same. So yeah. the idea of waiting is so unknown what, what the consequence of that would be that it makes Aurora nervous. Yeah. You know, she I knows she can't know for sure, but... I think, what was the longest period of time we'd spent in the Dark World? I want to say it was the time with the... Like, the, the Sun God dude. We were there for a long time. I believe you were there for a couple months. Yeah. Yeesh. But not that much time Time had passed in the Light World. Like, yeah, it was like a day. It was, it was like an seconds. hour. Yeah. Uh, because it was when you were uh, rescuing the, uh, the prostitute. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, the whore. Thank you. Um, the fancy lady. Mistress of the night. Oh, she worked during the day as well. The mistress of all time. <laughs> the mistress. Mistress of fuck o'clock. <laughs> Which is all. All right. Um, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. So then, Sam? so then during the uh, the two days, so Aurora has expressed her concerns, <laughs> misgivings, but uh, she's going to wait for the masks to be crafted. Yes, she she will because no one else will listen to her, and she doesn't really have a better plan. <laughs> kind of a combination of those two things. Very rare. Ren. <laughs> Digging deep through these books and these records. Deeper and deeper. And remember, these books are written by anyone, potentially. Uh, the, anyone who can write. The policy of, of the priests, as he learns, is that pretty much anyone that can write can write and help that establish records. Qualify. They encourage anyone that is doing work to write down anything that they learn. Anything. So you can find books of the blacksmith and just what he has experimented, everything he learned from his father and, and all that. And as they discover ways to create a, a, a particular, you know, a sword in such a way that is a little more efficient or something, they write it down. So a lot of it is kind of scatterbrained books. It's just kind of a, it's a like log. A it's like a notebook. Ren gets really frustrated with a lot of the stuff too because while he recognizes that it's noble for the people to be doing this, it's also just so dry and blah. Who cares if you found a new way to superheat and cool the steel so it lasts three years longer? Yank, Thank yank. Anyway. But he's still he having to dig through it to see he, if he, he can find it. He still has to it. go through it. He has to go through everything because you never know. And Ren is, of course, an exceptionally fast reader. How does he read fast? Is it a... Uh... Do you, Does he actually do you read wave these your books? Hand over the book? No, he has some art, some unseen servants read that are able to just it. scan, and he has them looking for just keywords like dace and. and so, but they still religion. read the words. He doesn't use magic to just absorb the information. Nope. Uh, well, he does on Red's the ones he does on the ones that he is reading. He, in fact, can just kind of put his hands over it, and you see like light from the words um, comes off the pages. He's not as good at it here because the arcane weave is is weak. weaker, it's so not, he's not able to do it. Keep in mind that quickly. the arcane weave is not weak. He's right dyslexic. Now. It is weakening, but right now it is. It, it takes a, a skilled person to notice that it is decreasing, mm. but it is still very. What is left of it, what is con- almost contained in this shield, is still quite strong. Well, so you don't find that your powers are, are weakened in any way. 
Well, he he absorbs the knowledge um, pretty quickly. He doesn't actually read it. He just kind of it's like scanning it. He just kind of it lifts from the pages into his mind, and he just absorbs. It's like he's part of the Matrix, but I can't explain it. So um, he, uh, but he has other unseen servants doing the same thing. They're not as skilled as he is, but he can. They can at least scan for keywords. In which time, if they find one, he'll go and review those tomes as well. Because there's so many just banal books. Finds a few interesting pieces of information. One is that in the early days of the city, while now they pop. I clicked my thing the wrong way. Two pieces of information. I muted my microphone. One. While now the city is pretty much inhabited completely by uh, the mortal races, uh, humans are the vast majority, but there are some elves, dwarves, gnomes, uh, even uh, Gizerai, and some others, some of the other more exotic races. In the early days, there was a population of... Uh, of devils as well. Are there no devils here now? Correct. Okay. Uh, Just one. Wait, there is one. Well, sure. I think, uh, I actually, I said last week that there were a couple devils. You did. Yes. I don't remember. There, okay, are, there are a couple. There are a couple. Okay. But almost none. <laughs> but in the early days, there were more. Literally two. In the early days, there were more, according to this one record that goes okay. further back, written by a devil. For he had the lifespan to be able to recall such things. But find that the information in other tomes also says that a lot of the people didn't trust the devils. And uh, the devil's numbers thinned. I can't imagine why. Reports this journal. Because a lot of the devils were more restless. They didn't like the um, the let's just settle and down. everybody help everybody. Everyone helps everybody. And the devils are... are they, the devils are evil. Yeah, it's not that... Plain and simple. They like um, to... Conquer. In fact, the reasons why the devils uh, were originally allowed in here was because of Madoc herself. Uh, she had a reportedly had a softness for the devils hmm. and ordered that they were allowed to coexist so long as the devils could follow the rules of the mortals. And that while, but this journal claims that the god Dace actually has its roots among the devils, and that the uh, that the idea and the teachings of this uh, of this god came from the devil population and that it was a human that had that had taken up this idea had learned from the devils and turned it into a religion and uh, this devil as he writes about it writes about it with a bit of distaste as if they they took this missed the point entirely missed the point entirely took this this belief that the that the devils had and warped it into this religion for uh, for mortals Religion for mortals. <laughs> and so that is what uh, Ren is able to find in an obscure... When Ren finds oh. this, he it ignites a fiery passion in him to find more information than he has had for a long time. I mean, day... I mean, it's only two days, but like, once he finds this, the remainder of the two days is spent furiously searching more and more for this because, for all he knows, well, let's be real, for all he knows, this could be Ren. <laughs> Ren could be Dace. Because 
Ren doesn't really like Asmodeus. And Ren is, for all intents and purposes, at some point, probably going to go head-to-head with him. Who knows when it's going to be, if ever. Don't know. It could have been you, you. Not like Dark World you, but you, you. Because you did do that whole, like, the second coming of Ren about that time period. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so... Oh. (laughs) Why would you say that to him? Ren, actually, when he was asleep one night, that occurred to him as he was going to bed. He He doesn't talk to Hugh about it? It's not Hugh that reminds him? Uh Uh-uh. No. Because Hugh wouldn't be that stupid, would he? Ren is laying in his bed, about to take his sleeping potion, and he realizes that and sits up. He goes, God damn. I'm amazing. I have to go do more research. And he goes to see if he can find out more. And he tries to remember so, so much just what he told the devils while he was here that one time when they took out the leader of that devil town and when he and Daoman super-cooled the keg of shitty ale so that they could sell it for more money and give money to Seldy. Hail, Seldy. And, um... This fuels the fire even more. In fact... Yeah, he's going to. One day, he actually asks... And totally nonchalantly, too, by the way. They're, they're, How does he do that? They're getting so lunch. Like... They're, in, they're in his house. They're in the house. His house. They're in the house. And, his house. Okay. Um, they're kind of having lunch. And Ren says, remember that time we were here a couple times ago when we got here and we had to go... We didn't save Seld, but we were in that devil town and we kind of rode in like the savior. like, And we were busting heads and right. we killed that the devil leader. Yeah. All too well. Do you remember this... Do you remember what I said to them? I know oh, I gave so some. I know I gave some kind of a speech, but I forget exactly I what it you was. Had him hunting for the crimson stone rod. Look for me at the coming of the dawn. Something, something, something. Yeah, I remember you'd be back, and I remember you thinking, promised you'd be back, and you just you really wanted them to go after the find the rod. Yeah. That's hmm. the most right I remember. Hmm. You said find the rod. If, if I come back and I find you haven't been doing that, I'm gonna kill all of you. Interesting. Well, that's what I recall offhand. I mean, I mean that's more or less what I recall too. I just couldn't remember. I don't remember anything else. All right, Ren continues his research, fueled by the fire that he could be the savior of the city. Is Dace like an acronym? Can we change that? City's bone. Word Ren somehow. D R no. Ren only has one more night that he's able to spend researching this and finds that it is unfortunately quite fruitless. The number of records of devils is almost nothing as he finds that he learns that the, well he knows the devils aren't much for sitting down with a, uh, a pad of paper and yeah. a, pad of, a pad of parchment yeah. a quill and scrawling things down. They write and, their and to be totally on honest. the backs of the innocent. Well, and to be totally honest, they're and out. there are no innocent. Well, and they're out for themselves. So if they're writing anything down, it's quite biased. Yeah. So you have to take any of the writings with a grain of salt. So they all say, firstly, I'm the most powerful and awesome devil here. Everyone else is, is you know, listening to everything. So modeling, monologuing about how they will overthrow everyone. And, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They have no idea what they've done. It's kind of irritating, actually. But because it sounds a lot like you. 
Easy there, Tiger. Easy there. Let's keep those gloves up. Struck a nerve. Mm. On the morning, after the second day. Oh, what we should. Uh, second morning. We should uh, jump back two days. <laughs> oh, lovely. Aurora and Hugh have revealed to Maddock, to Mayor Maddock, as well as um, Karis Maddock, the truth about who you are, most importantly, who Aurora is. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. And who all of you are, especially as it relates to so now you can update the Maddock records. family tree. Yes, I know. It's shocking. How's you take it? <clears throat> If one thing, one thing has uh, struck you about Mayor Maddock over the week or so that you've been here, he's and that's that fine, he, upstanding nature. He has a fine, upstanding nature. Oh, uh, and well, <laughs> and also uh, that he does not seem to react uh, to react emotionally to things. Well, that's it's, not an Aurora trait. <laughs> yes, who this taught him that? It is definitely. Uh, uh, so some of Aurora must have been bred out in the... Uh, oh, there was that Theo guy. Remember that yeah, was? Yeah, who was that guy? Theo Vulcan? And so, the reaction to the news is met mostly with quiet contemplation. Hmm. And in the end, it is... Or expects, like, a you, weeping hug. And you, I mean, anything. during the process of explaining to him, he kind of says, like, I don't really know how much this will even really matter as far as, I mean, changing your everyday life affairs... I mean, this is some trivia about some tidbit in the past. Which, trivia! Regardless of whether or not it's true, doesn't really change much. Mayor Maddock. Does he have a beard? Does he have a beard? Did I say he has a beard? Yeah, they're all bearded men. He's got a great... Yeah, he has a big black beard. That's right. Is it bushy? He's, he's not a great big bushy beard. It's a great... <laughs> it's actually... A trimmed fancy beard. It is a greatly trimmed, uh, elegant beard. He strokes it. Three points. Between his fingers. And he says, If what you are saying is true, then it would seem that you would not truly be from the family line of our people here in this world, Mm. although undoubtedly connected in a significant way. He says, It is interesting, to say the least. However, I agree with you, Hugh. And he nods his head down, and he says, I do not believe this changes much. Well, I suppose... That's why I wasn't particularly keen on making this general public knowledge. I mean, if you wish to, that's your decision, but... He shakes his head slowly, and he says, It would do... It would do more harm than good for us to present this as truth to the greater population. Yeah, it's a delicate delicate balance. It seems he says, if you succeed in your goal to return to the world you are from, then only even more harm would be done, as those who are left here would feel abandoned by uh, feel abandoned by people even closer to them. Um, and he just shakes his head and he says, no, no, this should not be told to others. Alus. Uh, though I realize I may not be the exact person who begat your version of Maddox, um, 
I am I am nonetheless connected in in that at some point the Seldi who became Matic and my Seldi were the same person at at some point. And and she looks she looks a little bit sentimental. And she says, and in that way we are connected somehow. And should you find yourselves wanting to know something about her past, her childhood, for I only really know her up until around age of ten, beyond that. You know, things have changed. Uh, I would be happy to sit by the fire with you, share a glass of whatever you have, and talk. He nods, and again strokes his beard. You shouldn't do that, the hair will fall. Yes. Yes, I think I would enjoy that quite a lot. After you've returned from your quest, let us sit down and have this conversation. I would like that. But I guess I won't be calling you great, 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 great. <laughs> Fast forward two years. Get the dog killed. Two years? Not two years, two days. Okay. Um. So the conversation does not take two days. I'm sorry, I'm not fast forwarding. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's not not a big point. But just um, Hugh Hugh starts kind of. I mean, Frida's kind of established the ritual of how this thing's going, and he starts kind of picking her brain a little bit as far as um, what's going to happen to this place after the weave is no more. Like what what's going to happen? Like what will I don't know. He asked some general questions first, and then particularly he gets around to what's going to happen to, like, things that were magical. The wizard Frida. says, "Oh, you're asking Frida." Yeah. yeah. I Frida. thought you were asking a medical. No, Frida. Who would ask them? Because she's pretty dang expert. Why ask the grad student when you could ask the professor? Frida says. Well, the first thing that will happen is the shield will stop protecting the city. Beyond that, not much will change, other than the inevitable consequences of the shield being gone. So, like, any magical creatures will be okay? She looks around and says, what magical creatures? I don't know, those eyeball things? They look magical. She says, I have no reason to believe that those are not aberrant creatures from the aberrant world. I don't know, just, they look magical, they float. That's gotta be magic. Aurora, I'll remind you, has no understanding of what magic is. She thinks regular magicians are magic. (laughs) Ren just shakes his head. The the rabbit came out of the hat, Ren. Ren How could he have done that if he weren't magic? Ren shakes his head and says, in the 20 years, give or take, that we've been together, you still have no idea, do you? (laughs) Well, Arcana is like a bucket, you see. And that's about as far as I can get. Does it undulate? Maybe. I don't know. See? Sometimes, yes. You... No. Red says, okay. It's like a bucket. You're right. Yeah. yeah thank um, you. Thank you. What about like a uh, just... Now, divine. That I understand. So just... So like if someone, if we gave them like some magical weapons that they could use to like defend themselves, basically once the weave collapsed, they'd just be mundane weapons. Says, it is... Oh, true weapon is never mundane. She says, that is what I believe would eventually happen. Yes, the shield will likely drop 
before all magic fades from this world. The shield requires uh, an enormous draw from the weave. There will likely be a point at which the weave becomes too weak and that the, uh, the shield will fail before such minor trinkets like a sword. Hmm. But, so like, those, saying it will after happen. the five years, though, like, once the weave is completely disabled, like, if we were able to, I don't know, give them a piece of a god or something to charge up their shield or whatever, like, even after the shield was gone, would they still have be able to use magic weapons at all, or is it just... He says you have said two things now. You have presented a scenario in which... And then she starts uh, using a little bit of techno babble. In one scenario, you have presented in which they have managed to uh, to reconnect the frequency of the shield artifact to the energy of a god to keep it perpetually in motion. But you have also suggested that the shield will fall. She says, "No, no, no." Those you mentioned, two scenarios. No, no, not not the shield will fall. Like the weave. She falls. puts her hand on a bucket. <sighs> Got my bucket. Right. She's still I'm listening. Ready. She's threatening you. No, she it's Ren laughs. The reason the shield is falling is because the weave is falling. Says, right. Yes. So the shield will fail. But there are other magical items besides the shield. They've talked about maybe being able to repair the shield, but what about everything else? Is it? I mean, once the weave is gone, is everything they're in the just, shield? Okay. They're toast. Like, would something inside the shield still have access to magic? Or once, or, or was that it not would even depend you... on the method through which they the uh, they find access. some way to let me maintain let, the shield. Let me tell okay, you. So let, let me let me put it to you simply. I got this one. It's kind of okay. like a frying pan. You need to have fire in order for it to really work effectively to cook an egg. There's if there's no fire, What's up with you? you can't cook the egg. That's kind of like the magical artifacts. If there's no arcane weave to power the artifact, it's just a dumb piece of metal. Which you could hit someone with. Which you could hit someone with. Frida is looking at Ren like she does not understand. What kind of stupid analogy is Ren that? Says, Ren looks at Frida and says, look, I'm dumbing it down as much as I she possibly says, can. But in this case, the egg already exists even without the fire. That doesn't make sense. Ren says, don't Metaphor worry. rule. Don't, don't worry about it. I don't know, I guess, like, if I, he pulls out, like, a plus one knife or something. Like, this is not that strong a magical dagger. Why do you even have that? He has oodles and oodles of things. Um... In five years' time, once the weave gone, it's just going to be a normal dagger. We have to talk about your. Voice. She says, "If nothing is done to prevent it, then yes." And it would only be magical inside the shield if something was done. She says it would depend on okay. what what that scenario. She says you are suggesting a scenario which I consider to be very near impossible. She says whatever possible situation could exist where the shield is maintained in a world where the weave is collapsed, I would have to understand why the shield. Has not collapsed. We are champions of the impossible, Frida. If anyone can do it, it's us. She says that is not the point being made. No, that's that's. He is asking what the rules would be in such a unbelievable scenario. Statements. Let her do it, Hmm. or else she'll continue. (laughs) Okay. Well. So, basically, he was just saying, "Shut up." I guess we'll find out and see then. Hmm. All right. Were you planning on giving them your magical items? No. She's already scrawling things in her notes again. Or, uh, seems a little bit disheartened by that. Just trying to figure out what we're up against, I guess. Well, we're only up against the entirety of this insane world. By the way... Do you really need more? Yes, Ryan? Brandis has got some goddamn nerve just sitting drinking all day. I mean, the rest of us, while you might think it's a little bit futile... 
researching the aberrant world or doing manual labor or diplomatizing with the locals. At least we're doing something. Brandis is just out getting drunk. That is doing something. He's staying out of trouble. Sometimes just keeping him You know what though? On a seat somewhere. He's a baller and thing. he's strong and he can be out doing manual labor with Hugh. And then in So for some anyone, kind of I feel bad for Hugh because he's not getting any help. Right. Well, that's why they call it I'm just saying. I'm just labor. throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Not manual. Brandis? Okay. So, could, could be doing a little bit more. Day two, he comes back with another question. To Frida? Yes, as well. All right, it's another random question here. So, so she gets out her bucket. He you says, remember... You keep using that word. What? He says, I do not believe this question is truly random. Okay. It may <gasps> seem random. Oh, God! It may seem random. Or um, laughs in the corner as she, you know, reads your book about biscuits. You. <laughs> biscuits. And this place is pretty safe. He said, you, you remember the whole, like, crown of Ogma and all the stuff we dealt with back in our world, right? Her memory is not faulty. Yeah. I mean. Um, I'm sure says, that entire You mean event- the event that, uh, you mean the. Events that led up to me getting trapped in that place <laughs> for a thousand years. Yeah, I'm sure you'd probably be yeah, pretty she's, familiar with them. She's thought about it once or twice. I've, uh, I've written 12 books on the subject. <laughs> right. I was I wondering, like, it's probably safe to assume that this world would have its own version of the Crown of Ogma, right? Fun? Well, possible, anyway. What a fun assumption you're making. She stops the thing. She says, this world is, uh, as far as we can tell, a, a uh, complete copy of the world we come from. Yeah. What if... Like, do we have to worry about if someone could use it there, like, damaging our world somehow? And maybe this is makes no sense at all. I mean, if someone was able to. Because you had talked about, like, our timelines branched. Could it somehow go back through the branch? Or is that, like, taking the metaphor too far? She says, you are talking about traveling backwards through time. No, no, no. Like, when someone uses the crown... You just said travel backwards through the branch. No, no, but what the crown does is it, people from it the takes timeline. someone from the timeline, which, like, as far back uh, but this from the beginning. But this timeline begins at the break. But what if they, like, used it on Pazuzu, who's someone who's been around since before the break? Would it affect our timeline, or is it not work that way? Or is it, like, totally separate, and the branch thing was just a it's, metaphor? I think it's totally separate. It's like it's more like she described it as a, as a stone dropping into the water, and then a, a droplet flies up out. Like, basically, could this place potentially threaten us? Frida says, I never explained how the Crown of Agma works. No, I'm talking about the timeline. Frida, remember when you said that the cataclysm was like a stone? She knows the bucket metaphor really well. She looks to you and says, Stone dropping into the... I guess Aurora has all your answers for the intricacies of how the Crown of Agma works, and you do not need my advice. She's not listening. And goes back to her notes. Hey, no, come on. I was talking about the timeline, the, the, the nature of the branch situation. I'm, I'm just, he wanted to understand that. You, I, I would really Frida like to talk rubbing, to Frida. Frida is rubbing her <laughs> temples. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'll go where I'm actually wanted. Aurora storms out of the room. Stem! He will deal with that later. Um, so, would we have anything to fear from someone using the Crown of Agma, like, on someone who's been around for a long time and, like, somehow damaging our world? Frida takes it to Or is that, like, says, way more complicated than I that. don't know, Hugh. Okay. I would have to study the crown to tell. She says, there are untold number of 
absolutely catastrophically destructive artifacts in the world, all protected by different order. Who knows where they all are in this place and what they could do. She says, I'm just trying to get us back. And then she just lets out a deep breath and just sl- like slams her head down on the table. You can tell that she, um, she's been tired before. She's been cranky from being tired before. This seems a little different. Anything I can do for you, Frida? She says, you can get me the power of the gods. Well, we'll see about that tomorrow. Or Apparent Energy. Fuck you, why do you keep suggesting that? What? You know Frida doesn't want you to, to do the Aberrant Energy thing. Stop bringing it up to her. You're only stressing her out. So you don't even know if that would work. You don't know if what would work. Using Aberrant Energy... Unless it's, like, ridiculously more potent than regular energy, because... We don't know. I mean, we know nothing about it, but... I mean, if we could just use regular magic, then you could just suck something off the weave and do it. So it's kind of limited to how much you can draw from it, essentially. Because if you could just draw it using from the weave, then you could do it using the weave. So unless, like, it's way more potent per, like, what you can draw, I don't know that it would really solve our problems, because we'd still need a crap ton of it. I think Hugh should just tell Ren where the crown is and let him put it on and see what he can do. I don't think that would help at all. But you don't know. You don't think it would help. Yeah, that conversation's never going to happen. But you don't know if it will help. Just saying. One of these days, Ren is just going to set Hugh's bed on fire <laughs> so that Hugh like, instinctively like tries to save the crown so he can find out where it is. Classic Sherlock Holmes. Alright. Does you have any other questions for no. Frida before this <laughs> is the end of the second day? No. <laughs> when you awake the second day... Still cranky. Word comes from... Karis. Karis Maddock. Quite a charming guy. That's the Aurora gene right there. That's where it is. That's it. He knocks on the door. Who answers? The door of our abode. The door of your abode answers? No, I'm Hazen clarifying. Hasten. Hasten answers. With his scary <clears throat> undeadness. What is Hello, it? what news do you have? <laughs> the masks are ready. Oh, that is very good news. We had been hoping it would be done by today. Well, with Pinter's help, we were able to create them faster than uh, we thought we'd be able to. Why, thank you very much. And then Hasten takes... <laughs> I like that you move for all that. ...the masks and delivers them to Hugh, who no. was... No, Hugh's not there, so Frida's there. So Frida's there. Frida <laughs> says, Hasten, what's that? <laughs> he gives them to Aurora. Hasten gives them to Aurora and he says... Aurora instructs Aria Five to take them. (laughs) He does nothing, so she just takes them. She's like, damn it, Aria Four, you ruined it. Five. Aria Five. Sorry. Sorry, Aria Five. Is Aria Five here with us? He is. Yes. I think. Yes, he was here. He jumps because he's considered to be one of our possessions. Because he doesn't have a soul. Um, That solves that. You don't have to worry about experimenting 
Oh, well, that's not my problem. That's more Stoila's issue. Yeah. She feels better about herself now. Or never worried about it. Well, she would once we tell her. Wah, wah. Alright. Um, so the helmets are ready, so time to head out. They've told us where Char is. Rough location. Regional location. How far is it? Is it like we have to travel for a week or... A couple days. A couple days? Four days travel. Four, Four days, days travel. Via Mount? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Lovely. Alright. Well... Is there anything special we want to take with us, or just the usual gear? Hugh has his endless bags of holding, just full of just random shit. I love the bags of holding. I love. I love that you have like he prepped them. The, them. He prepped them the first in time. In other bags of holding. After the first time, we went to the dark world, and nothing worked. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna need a huge surplus of food <laughs> and water and random supplies." And seeds to grow food, should I have to live here forever. Red knows that Hugh has those supplies, so he doesn't bother. That's fair. Aurora carries her own stuff. It's like all of us going backpacking with you. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Um, It's funny how that works. As you are preparing to leave, packing your bags, Mayor Maddock arrives and says, I have a gift for you from our wizard, from my wizard. The Wizard of the Court. Okay. Uh, yes, that's a better name for him. I will call him that from now the on. Court Wizard? Oh, that's like better. A... From the Court Wizard. The High Court Wizard. I'm glad you guys are here. We did not have good terminology for anything. Well, we didn't come even from, call me mayor. From a until world you guys of said many, it. many, many terms. Any hands? Hands your scroll. Ooh. Or he opens it briefly to see if it is at all magical. It is. It is a magical scroll. Ren hands scroll. it to Ren. It's a ritual scroll. Ren takes it. A ritual scroll. He says, this scroll will, re- will return you to the city when your quest is done. <gasps> no that is fantastic. He says, How many it uses- should save you the travel home. And he says, Deus forbid, but if you find yourselves in a situation where a travel home would be, uh, it would take too much time to recover from what ailments may befall you, he says, may this Get you here in time to receive to aid. To speed us home. I really like this place. Ren takes the scroll and... Maybe I should hold on to that. No. No, no. He doesn't trust people with scrolls anymore after what happened last time. Hey, it's not my fault. Yeah, well, you didn't do anything to stop it. You didn't back my play when I was trying to convince them not to. So Ren decides to hang on, on to this... To this that's fine. For safekeeping. And, in fact, he's going to go so far as to uh, Can you make a copy of the scroll? He wants to see if perhaps... You should find out if Pinter wants to cast it right now just to no. save the trip to right outside the in uh, fact, barrier. In fact, Pinter's eyes light up God. and we all just pretend not to notice and we all turn away and go, oh yeah, mm, all uh, done with that. Mm. So, Ren wants to see, not that he'd ever want to come back to this shit world, but he wants to know if maybe... You used this... to love it. Oh, well, yeah, when I was amazing. Now nobody remembers me unless I'm Deus. Then it still is amazing. Your but... amazingness is still in your heart. Hold on. Amazing Ren wants to... Does. Thank you. Ren wants to take Frida aside at some point when this whole exchange is done and see if this scroll could go trans-dimensionally and oh, pull us back if we're in the light world. And Absolutely not. Wouldn't work? Oh. No. 
Okay. Why did you even say it? She says, if it were that trivial to move between the worlds, do you think we would need to go capture the energy of the gods in order to travel back to the light world? I don't know. You know, I applaud you thinking outside the box. Do you know just from looking at this... Here's a scroll. This will solve all of your problems. Do you know just from looking at this scroll how potent it is? She says, it is a, it is a run-of-the-mill, uh, run-of-the-mill teleportation scroll. Made up special only by its rareness. Ren scoffs at her and says, you haven't even looked at it. It's still rolled up. You don't even know what it is. Dude, she's Frida. No, she, she doesn't. I don't give a fuck Frida. who Frida She can is. smell a scroll and tell Frida you what it is. Frida still has to read it in order to find Dude, it. Dude, a teleportation scroll? She could smell it. Um, yeah, teleportation. Uh. But then after she reads it, she marks Ren and says... It's a no, dumb, she doesn't even read it. It's a dumb teleportation scroll. Okay, she doesn't even read it. Ren just takes it and thinks to himself, I'm going to have to do more research on this. Because you never know... What until, you're gonna get? Until oh my god, another until one! Until a second ago, you investigate it. Fine. Though Ren knows in his heart that it probably isn't gonna work. Ren knows lots of things in his heart. He studies Tiny, a lot. What do you want from him? Heart. He's an optimist. Ren is a, a, an optimist when it comes to magic and such. This will solve all our problems. Do you think it is that magic? this plus one dagger could be the key to killing Pazuzu? It, it definitely is. You know what? In your dreams. <laughs> Nobody will ever know until you try. <laughs> I'm stabbing him as hard as I can. Why isn't he dying? Nobody. Hold on, I have a bag of stuff. Nobody <laughs> will ever know unless they tried. Because wouldn't you all feel silly if that's all it took was a plus one dagger to take down Pazuzu? Yes, I. That silly would be my my. Theme. And you know what? You know who would get the shitstorm if it was a plus one dagger that took out Pazuzu? Ren, because Ren's the arcane guy. Fuck Pinter. Ren's the arcane guy. <laughs> and you'd get mad at me. Why would we get mad at you? Because I should have known. So Ren asks questions. When have we ever done that? Then Aurora turns away. You haven't, because Ren <laughs> always asks questions. She's already turned away. It's like she didn't even hear you. Yeah, Ren's not dealing with this whole having another caster thing around not very well. That, that's how I'm seeing it. Like, does Ren br- does he bring this up? Uh, no. I expect most of this <laughs> is in character talking. Aurora is definitely talking. That maybe Hugh says that to Aurora. He doesn't we're, say we're it to Ren though. Later in the day. Because he can tell that Ren is acting a little off. I mean, granted, we're in the dark world. Our lives are in the bond. danger. This could be all fucked. We've got we've got a. Um, like, he's her godchild thing. Well, everyone else, I mean, is kind of quiet anyway. And she knows where the crown is. So, you know, they bond at a level you really can't understand. Ever. Because he will never trust you. Which she doesn't say, but she says it to, she says it to you. Like, as an aside, but not in a smug way, just in a sad, sad sort of way. Like a, mm, poor man. He's just so lost. You definitely trust Ren. Just not right. with everything. Well, you definitely I... trust him with his life, for sure. And you have on many occasions. Certainly, no one uh, would be here if we couldn't trust each other with at least that much. Alright, so you've wasted about half the day discussing uh, trusting Ren or not. And We're like Ren... gossiping about Ren. Gossiping it's, about Ren. It's not it the really first covered time a, and, It covered uh, a variety. A and Ren also process. just taking time to really look at the scroll and make sure that it actually does what they said it would do. I mean, he knows what it'll do what he said it'll do. He just is taking time to analyze the potency of the scroll. 
We're stalling so that um so that Brandis, Brandis will return. So Brandis can tavern get no. over his hangover because no, he's it's sitting a, in that's bed. That's what I'm, I was just about to say. That. He's totally hungover. Uh, Lincoln gets credit. That's fine. I don't. I don't care. Sam um, does it to me all the time. I know what it feels like. Yeah. No, I. That's what you just said. I like that. I'm in this little bro sandwich here, huh? I know. Got it. That's what all right. Happens. I understand. Okay. Damn it, Brandis! Wake up. He doesn't move. Uh, Dan is six minutes late. Who? Dan. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm Aurora. He said... And Aurora is poking Brandis in his face. No later than 8.30, but definitely after 7.30. Okay. here we are at 8.36. Oh my god, I hate you. Don't ever buy those again. They're the worst. Aurora! I'm gonna punch you, Lincoln. Okay. I brought them for me, and I chew quietly... And I have had two of the entire bag. I've had two of those, and they've eaten the rest. So why why did you put them in the middle of the forest? Yeah, why did you, you do that? Before? They were right here, and you took them. Oh. Yeah, that did. Happen. I did. did have, that's true. <laughs> they were in front of Lincoln. <laughs> well, once they're in front of me, they're fair game. So sorry. Watch All right. Fingers. Um. It's just like crunch, crunch, crunch. Uh, so I really wanted Dan to get here, but oh my, I hate. Let me let me do a really good one. No. Alright, I'm calling a break because I hate you guys. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm I will mute my microphone. Okay, let's eat all the wasapis right now. <laughs> just, just pour them all in your mouth. They're all going to get eaten anyways. Just dump them all out. There. That's funny. For the win. I was never here trying to wasabi before. This is actually pretty good. Solace. They're like a dollar. Oh. Um. So... So yeah, I swear off the wasapis for the rest of the episode. I'm lying. That's why Aurora is such a bad bluff. She does. She feels so guilty after she lies that she just blurts out, "I'm lying." <laughs> like it's like don't play cards with her because it's not even fun to beat her. Yeah, she's not a real good bluffer. Terrible bluffer. Have you seen her bluff? It's so bad. It's almost as bad as her arcane skill. Well, she looks like she's Thanks. holding her breath for as long as she does it. Kaylin, why aren't you going to go to the Krispy Kreme challenge? Um, firstly, I'm not really sure what it is or where it is. You declined. Run two it. miles. You a dozen donuts. Run two miles. Oh, that was a while ago. Okay, I t- totally forgot about it. I know, but it's coming up in, I forgot in my like reasons. two weeks. I forgot my reasons now. Does that mean those reasons no longer exist? Maybe. I just want you to explain your reasons. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I forgot my reasons. For me, it's getting work off as a bitch, and I'm already taking one off for Spalding. Good enough. Kalen doesn't work on Saturdays. Neither does Greg. Greg also declined. Actually, I just became Jewish, so I can't can't do it. I can't leave my house. You can't roll on Shabbos? No, can't roll on Shabbos. <laughs> Sorry. You told him you don't fucking roll. <laughs> I can't even use the phone, technically, so... Or tie knots or require two hands. Interesting. Or walk a certain number of steps. <laughs> Is this our mid-session? Uh, Nothing. Yeah. Mmm. That seaweed was pretty good. God, Keelan. What? What did I do? 
do for you? Are you still belligerent? No, I'm not. I'm actually being quite nice. That was not belligerent. That was just disagreeing. Fisherman, I do not know why. Oh, actually, yeah, because they're <clears throat> they are splitting up into two-hour chunks. Uh, Twitch still does split them into two-hour chunks. They just make it play seamlessly, as far as I can tell. Pretty sure that's what they're doing. Damn, late here. Yeah, the, where are you? I've stopped depending on the Twitch In replays. Balls, where? Because unfortunately, are they you? Um, you give me one they are not reliable. Call me back. That was the shittiest thing. I was trying to listen to Greg at the same time, trying to leave Greg or leave Dan a voicemail message. Was it, not, it wasn't the William Shatner. Quoting Thoughts Balls and doing it in William Shatner, and I couldn't multitask that much at the same time. By Thoughts Balls. Yeah, it was. It Where? Was I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. No, just talk like Greg. I'm done with the piece. You need yeah, to put just, away though, or else I'll just keep beating him. Me. You're basically William Shatner, right? His. I've told you all the William. Form. I know I've told Sam, but I've told you the William Shatner <gasps> Priceline.com thing. They tell you guys. Right, so you, guys you guys done with the print? No. Yeah, I'm just putting down. the no. keys back in the bag. No, speaking of William Shatner, we we need to play Artemis again. Please, 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 we gotta yes. do that. We will play Artemis and we will live stream it like we did last time. In the time. summer? 
Yeah, or I don't know, next week. I don't care. Whatever we want. I want to interview. My dad's visiting this weekend. We could play it on Saturday with him. He could be our communications officer. Yeah, I'll tell him to bring a laptop. He can't be captain though. No, I'm captain. Yeah. Don't Obviously. let him. Don't let him talk you into it being first and second in command either. What? Because no, you know I'm he'll captain. just murder you. I'm captain. Okay, I'm just saying your dad will kill you. Yeah, if you make him first mate or something, he'll kill you. No, you gotta make no, him. No, like, he can be number officer. one. I don't mind. Make him weapons officer. And then what does number one him. do? Doesn't number one just sit in a chair next to him? He's not actually an well, officer. Well, when or the anything? captain is on away missions, he's technically acting captain. He also yeah, okay. Has... I know what the chain of command is, but what does he do when they're sitting on the bridge? He sits next to the captain. And says, I agree him? or I disagree. I could have a number one. Then we have two people that are not sitting in front of a computer that just sit there and be like, oh, "I'm gonna attack that ship," and he says, "I agree." Or you can do like the same thing where you you're kind of like a horror and you just repeat what the captain said. Meh. Okay, so no, William she, Shatner. She, she repeated the computer. So. Yeah, are you sitting down in the chair ready to play? No, I'm So just, William I'm, Shatner. I'm, I'm, sit, I'm sit clearly down. kneeling backwards in the chair not ready to play. Sit down Why in the fashion that shows me that question. you're ready so that we can get started once Lincoln sits down. Oh I'm God. going to, but I'm saying my William How Shatner first because I know when I sit oh. down, you're going to cut me off. William I'm Shatner, you. when he started, when they started Priceline.com, they got him to be the spokesperson, but they didn't pay him anything for all of his ads. They instead, well, I mean, they paid him, but they gave him stock <laughs> instead of actually giving him cash. Oh, God. So he was doing it for free for a long time, but now, last time I checked, his stock in the company for doing, like, three new advertisements a year, his stock is worth, like, $30 million. Best deal ever. <sighs> and I'm done. So you heard it here. Work for stock, everyone. No, that that oftentimes <laughs> does not work. Hey, that's what I heard Lincoln said. Yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln said, said it. official as best thing to do ever. as a professional accountant. Yep. Lincoln has told us all to accept stock options. He's giving you official of financial advice. Payment. If you want official and is ad- now culpable for advice, any losses incurred, I'd say if they offer this. you stock options in addition to your payment, take them. So because if they say hurt. we will give you no money but lots of stock options, take it because you will have thirty-five million dollars. Yes. Got it. Got Filed it. away. Where can yes. I buy stock right now? That clearly is the do it. The one upsmanship here. If I can impart any wisdom to you, it is that. Yeah. That. All right. Return from break. <clears throat> Get ready to leave. Aurora, Hugh, Ren, Pinter, Brandis, Hasten. I've packed up. Frida. Frida's staying here. Okay. Pinter's staying behind too, isn't he? Pinter's not staying behind. I thought he said he wanted to stay behind. No, he's no. not. To research behind. or something. No, he's Did never he said anything about that. <gasps> Aurora experiencing mi- dementia. Aurora it's already happening. Pinter. Pinter uh, definitely wanted to come. He's the one who made the whole thing, is an expert in Aurora keeps he standing in front how to capture the essence of the of god. Pinter and forgetting he's there. And she's like, no, Pinter definitely didn't want to come with us, or else he would have been here. Yeah. Um, RA5 coming? Do you want RA5 to come? He's currently helping out in the city. He can keep helping out in the city. Is it still a he if it has Stoyla's voice? Yes. Okay. Poor Pinter. I mean, Frida. I mean, whatever the hell that thing is. RA5? Yeah, I'm having a, I'm having a rough moment here. I said dementia, clearly. You thought that RA5's name was Pinter? Clear. I mean, Pinter does kind of come across as a robot, but... They both have metal bodies, what? And they are impossible to predict. And, are, and make no sense. Yes. Alright. Are you guys headed out? Yeah. Very well. <sighs> Let us go. Oh, I don't want to, though. 
He's sleepy. I'm tired. No, it's not that I'm tired. It's just that... Hayson says, look, man, I'd say just relax here, but we might actually need you for this one. No, no, no. It's not that I don't want... It's it's not being outside. It's that I don't want to go toe-to-toe with Shar right now when I feel like there are other avenues that could be explored that are less, uh, we already have this say, hazardous to our physical health. Yeah, so you say. So I know. Yeah, yeah. Frida is you visibly don't, you don't few, know well, what, I guess you guys what have left touching the, the darkness will do yeah. to your physical health. You are theorizing again. Um, Leaving the city is a lot easier than entering it. Cool. They don't make you go through the gauntlet or the of, wolves? The, of the wolf detection system. The wolves. Like they know anything. You're able to just walk right out. But the gatekeeper does inform you. We can't ever come back? To come back, <laughs> you will have to go through the same process as you did when you arrived. Oh man, really? He says, where are those masks? Fine. Yeah. I, or I goes, hmm. He says, over the many years, we have lost good men. Who thought that uh, who thought that they could remove those masks for even a moment? Etc. Etc. I forget. Ominous trailing off. Get Is it. the arcane weave non-existent beyond the walls, or it's just it's there weaker? Um, it's still there. Okay. It's just um. Right. Yeah, it's there. It's just it's deteriorating deteriorating at a more rapid rate. Um. Kinda, sorta. It's it's hard to tell. Uh, it would take uh, some studying if you want to know. Uh, it it, I, it does seem to, to be. You, you have take four your days. Off? I guess what I'm asking yeah. is: is the arcane weave inside the bubble? Is the bubble ju- keeping the arcane in and the like, aberrant no, energy out, so or it's just keeping the aberrant keeping, out? Uh, the second thing more than the first okay. thing. Less aberrant. Okay. Certainly. Uh, there is something different about the weave outside of the walls. Creepy. It's creepy sure. and evil and insane. That's all Aurora needs to know about the weed. Ren's actually fascinated by this because it had been it? a while since he had been outside. I mean, they've been in the walls for days. And so while he was planning on doing a little bit of uh, prodding while they were out here into the aberrant energy, the fact that um, he's now noticing that the arcane weave outside the wall, the arcane, the good stuff that he's so accustomed to is also different, is a little bit puzzling to him. Hmm. And he's trying to figure out why that is and put a... pinpoint it, put a finger on it. Solus has retreated into the crown for now. She has... Uh, is she okay, though? She's not... Rattled it, by her upon exiting, near-death experience. Upon exiting... Oh, how is she, has she been in the past know. many, many days? I don't know. Is that what you... What? I, I wonder that aloud to myself, because I do not know. But you have not asked her. Then you will If she's not. just stuck in the crown, then... No, she has only returned to the crown right now. Oh. She was chilling before. Well, I don't want to go back that far, so... Okay. We'll just say Aurora did ask her at some point. She... Complains about the um, the world outside of the shield. He mm-hmm. says, "I do not like this place," and then returns to the crown as soon as you leave the, sh- the uh, Aww, protective bubble of the shield. Huh. She she's probably having it the worst out of all of us, really. 
Because this is who she is, being yeah. perverted. Hugh, um, Hugh takes the lead. Thanks, Hugh. Save me the trouble of asking you. Keeping an eye out for any threats or dangers, uh, following the directions uh, that have been given to us by Medic. Were they like coordinates, or just like a zone over there somewhere? Uh, kind of both, because this place kind of tends to shift <laughs> a little bit. Not as much as it once did, but ever since kind of these, well, it appears like the psionic you know, mind flares kind of got overtaken by whatever the new threat is. Um, mind flares? Well, no, no, correction. The mind flares are around here still. But yes. the world is different. It used to be a lot more... F- Maybe it's just here, anyway. For what do you... The uh, world used to be a lot more squishy and upheaving. Oh, and yeah. It's pulsating not- and quivering. <laughs> Stop. Oh, uh, yeah. It's- but around here, it didn't seem to be that way as much. It's just different. Just different, okay. It's those same things, but different. Yeah. So he kind of, it's kind of like a... It's kind of a cross between like coordinates and also like landscapes from the last time they had people out here, but with the caution that they may have very well changed um, since the last time he was out, given the nature of the land. How does Brandis feel about our current situation? Angry. <laughs> Probably from that hangover. <laughs> He's angry. So very angry. I told you, dude. Why is Brandis angry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where was he to stop us from screwing up? It's really his fault. Flip-flopping. What were they flip-flopping about? (laughs) About whether or not these villagers mean anything to them. It's a bunch of... They mean everything to us. Either either the riot matters or burn them all. Stop saying, oh, why'd you start a riot? Oh, I don't care about these people. If, if you want to take them back, fine. I'm sorry I started the riot. If you don't want to take them back, quit crying over spilled idiots. I don't think they were able to hear any of that. No, he went over with his mic. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think they got all that. Hopefully the wireless mic went that far. I'm going to reattach this thing to my lapel <laughs> here. we should run more of the conversation that way. Or only chat, only online can hear us. We're in separate rooms, and we go. You mean like a reality show? Yeah, it's like a reality show. Then it gets translated. It's like, what did he say? Oh, he said he's really mad. Okay. Well, he's stupid. What did he say? He says you're great. He says you're great. Dance with me. All right. Uh, Do you need equipment? Please kick him off the couch. He's not supposed to be on the couch. Get Get off the couch. Didn't you hear him? You guys need to parent your child a little bit better. Yeah, well, we're trying to play a game here. Says the parent of a child. <laughs> My kid doesn't jump on the couch. I bet she does. She does. <laughs> I bet she fucking <laughs> does. Such a bitch. Uh, I could use... Uh, I, well, I only need it once we, if we start going nice, so I can hold off. And just like that's going to happen. Continue where we are. No reason to... No reason to... Interrupt. I'll lend you a d20 if it comes to it. There you go, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's no problem. Um, I figure continue where we are and then um, we're just leaving, going into the aberrant world to find shop. Nice, nice. Yeah, I also uh, oh, whore. 
You know, alliance <laughs> Why would anyone want one of those? Um, alliance? Okay, anyway. Um, oh, I need a bunch of alliance because there's more people, but they're not. I don't know. I, really? Because they need more dice? They need more dice. Yeah. So. Those are the super. <clears throat> Hugh, Aurora, Brandis, Ren, Pinter, and Hasten have set off towards the graveyard that Char is said to be currently residing in. Lovely. A graveyard. Do we have any information about this Nothing graveyard? Like there. Graveyard for who or what? Like Maybe ancient city or something? Or like flares well, buried their people here? The or what? graveyard we've seen so far was a ditch they dropped mine flares in. Do they do anything different for the people? Well, this is like four days away. Hey, what do you tell us to expect when we get to this graveyard? What's it supposed to look like? Like structures or? It's a good question. Uh, the information that you get from the priests before you leave is nothing. Uh, the only Great. reason they think that Shar exists over here is from one of their records from generations ago of when they did more scouting uh, outside so of the walls when the records indicate that it was seems to be less dangerous. Also, perhaps they were just less wise about it. Hmm. And that that's what they say is that the goddess Shar uh, ruled the dark this what they called the dark graveyard to the uh, to four four days travel by mount so whatever that would translate into walking Ooh, eight, the eight days travel by uh, by foot dark to the uh, north northeast or east northeast interesting and. So it might not even be there, but they've been operating you know, on the assumption that this is accurate. But they uh, really cannot spare people to that travel that far out. It'd basically be it'd be suicide for them to try to send anyone but their most elite out, and they would have need a damn good reason to send their most elite out. Gotcha. For for an eight day trip. So we don't really know too much of what we're walking into then. Well, not eight days because they have those return scrolls. Well. They made us one. I don't know if that's like they hand those out to everybody. Or it seems they do. Okay. They have so many resources to go around. <laughs> Surely these are. They wouldn't give this to required. us unless they had like a million. Which makes me wonder why we didn't get more. Probably use these as currency. <laughs> they use them as napkins, actually. It's like a penny to them. <laughs> Throw them into wells to wish. Um, do we see any any threats? Obviously, any. Critters walking around um, over the four days. Yeah, absolutely. Many. <laughs> Hi guys. Oh, we're all wearing our helmets, by the way. Yeah. Our super anti-psionic. Our super bubble eyeball snap helmets. Then helmets. Nice. Oh, the things that we saw them wearing. Masks. Yes. They uh, have kind of got this um, like the plain long like snout, like a kind of like a uh, beak, like a beak. That's what it makes your face kind of look like, like two big. Tinted uh, lenses on the front. Did anyone else think that there was like a cult of Tupazuzu, the bird kind of guy when we first got here? Yeah, a little bit of that. Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe we figured it out. <laughs> uh, think on that one. Chew on that one for a bit. Over the course of traveling, you see many things. Things. Floating eyeballs uh, on the horizon come towards you, but not huge. directly towards you. They are moving yes. along a trajectory that is uh, like uh, 
diagonal from you. I don't know what you would call perpendicular? it. Perpendicular? No, not perpendicular. Parallel. Orthogonal? No. Orthogonal. None of these things. Anyway. You guys are traveling like this, and it's just kind of, you know, it goes like that. It's just not so gonna hit Not you. interested. Gotcha. Non-bisecting lines. Actually, the lines would bisect. Fuck ah. it. Um, <laughs> you can't talk about geometry. Unless their geometry uh, is functional. Uh, so, anyway, the point is, in which case in they approach, but never are cross. not heading directly towards you and just pass by you from behind, uh, you know, where, where you are walking past. Do we have to, like, trouble. stay really still? But we don't know if that actually affects anything, so we just end up standing still for a while. Is that what you do? I mean, yeah. The first time. Brandis does not stop. Yeah, well, we have to catch up with Brandis. Luckily, he, he gets he, distracted yeah. by something. He moves at a forced march pace. So, uh... On his dire wolf. So he's moving. It's kind of one of those, like... And cranky, I wanna it stop. Seems. I want to stop for water. I want to stop for water. He just... <laughs> mosey, like mosey on a. Mosey, it's, a it's like a truck yeah. or a canter. Yeah, I was gonna say. Are canter. you? Thank you. Are you in a? Are you in a piss mood? Are you hungover? Or you've been in the yeah, tavern so, for so six what? days? Brandis has mostly been spending pretty much all his time in the tavern uh, with this androgynous mage. Yeah. So why don't you give us a quick overview? Uh, you as shut Brandis up about is on the road. Her. He has not talked okay, to the group him. much. I think not a lot. Was the mage at all? Chris. Um, Brandis. Uh, Pat actually. Pat. Brandis is, yeah, has uh, basically spent his time in the tavern. Um, the, the something. Involved in, uh, just, involved just in the starting a riot, uh, but then the, the kind of the fallout from that, uh, which he thought was, was just ridiculous. Um, he just stays in the tavern because uh, he pouting. doesn't think that, uh, no, he doesn't really. No, he's pouting. He, well, um, this is, he, this is he thinks that there's like a lot of like knickers and twists in uh, in in general areas um and uh, there's can only be in one area and he uh and he just thinks it's ridiculous so he's just um he's just well, he's drinking he's washed his hands of it because uh no no he's just uh Clearly. he doesn't think it's worth worrying over all these uh all these people and so uh good thing you're in the tavern or would have your head he's, he's drinking he can't quite figure out why uh we're letting them run the show when they seem to be able to offer us very little aside from trying to capture Solace. They got us a scroll! Um, we could walk back. We're here forever, as it is right now. We're here until we figure out a way out. Until we have a way out. We know how to get out, but it's kind of like, hey, All this right. will expedite okay. your eternity you, trapped you can, here. You can walk, and um, we'll meet you there. And, uh, no, he's certainly... <laughs> no, you, you misunderstand, Brandis. Um, oh, it's no, not I think I understand him scroll. just fine. It's that if he was running the show, we would have taken scrolls. Um, so these people... Uh, Ren likes having a bed and food, though. Because we've been to this world... We could take the, a bed and food. But we could take a bed and food. So far, we this haven't seen anyone... This is not the brand as I remember. ...who didn't eat it like a chump when we just glanced at them. And so we're treating these guys like... Like these people? Are like, you mean like, like human beings? No, like dangerous oh, man. people. No, you know what? No, we're not. We're treating them like people. Are, are we actually having this discussion? Then if we're treating them like walking? people, then you'd want to get them back. Are, are we having get this discussion back while we walk to the real world? I have priorities. Is this yes. just what you're thinking? Is, some of this is you guys know this from the time that was already passed. We're arguing the whole and time is, there, and this is basically. Aurora so you keeps know this, bringing her elephant and up to is, the is bring, is, uh, head, assume, assuming that. 
bringing up why Brandis is kind of uh, just in a forced march pace, this brings it up and this sparks the starts the conversation. Brandis makes conversation, the comment and and, for it. and reminds Ren of kind of his duality when it comes to this topic and it makes him realize that yeah, Brandis is right. Ren does not give not doesn't give a crap about these people. I mean, he they decided to play the let's be nice to them and see if we can still get a room and board. But yes, if we want to play that, that's that's yeah. the thing. Is I think that so knowing that Ren acknowledges that we are playing nice instead of being nice, and Some there's a difference. Some of us, um, certainly, Aurora is being polite to them but won't save them because let's be. I real. can appreciate that she won't inconvenience herself. Uh, to save these people, I but we'll the tip her hat so she from. can get a scroll to save herself some walking time. Well, let's Brandis be real. That's full weapons grade polonium. You really think I'm any... trying to to save a walk? It could be it could be the difference between the scroll, life and death. The scroll, a bed. There's no life and death. We control that place if we want to. If Madica drawn their if shield, is if Madica drawn swords against us in the tower, what would you have done? Would have defended myself and not murdered him. The party would have murdered him. The well, party you, would have murdered him. Add, and don't forget, Selby is not Matic. Brandis. Yes, says, she is! I'm Matic. Oh, like this you're the first Matic that ever is all based on the sham <laughs> of one person I who pretended to be one person who copied one person. To do the name proud, and I think she did. She Red did, feels... but they haven't. Red they have failed the Matic name. Red in a power bubble. in a bubble. Using the power of a captured goddess. That's not the Maddox way. That wasn't Ma- the Maddox. That was the cleric guys. <laughs> the Maddox should have stopped and the clerics. The clerics wish you were Head on a pike. And apparently in some of my research, Deus, I hate you, Brandis. You're Deus, not my real friend. You hate Maddox. Remember that. <laughs> Ren fills Brandis in Don't on the fact me. that Deus could have originally maybe been a devil. <laughs> and that... Well, he fills the whole party in with that and sure. lets them digest that however they see fit. Brandis digests and does think a moment because that... I mean, not... Brandis says, I don't think we're all in some weird what were your point dream here? here. I don't think they're a cult to Pazuzu, but it's not out of the question that we are in an elaborate trick of... What's the title of Pazuzu? Has he got some cool name like the Trickster? The Trickster. The trickster himself. That's Siric. You guys just made that up. Yeah, we just made that up. Brandis calls the trickster Pazuzu. Fine. That's that. That is pretty. I'm gonna call him more like the meddler because that's what he does. So he's gone to great lengths. Him snapping his fingers and and putting us here. We might just be screwed by virtue of what we think are our surroundings. Screwed by virtue. There's an interesting concept. Brandis, I would not put. Pass Pazuzu to place you know, all in a lever. Ren has to hand it to Brandis because a lot of times Ren, whether he admits it or not, puts himself on not even the same intellectual, in not even the same intellectual ballpark as Brandis. <laughs> but Brandis <laughs> just direction? caught Ren in his own um, platitudes. No. Uh, <clears throat> what's the word when you have? We- Take something for granted. Opinions that are that are like budding with misconceptions. Well, anyway, um, cognitive dissonance. He ass hattery. Ass 
caught Ren in his ass hattery, and we now call it where he spends most of his Ren. time. We call it. We caught Ren being Ren, and it has brought Ren to a. New, I mean, he was kind of getting used to the to the city. I mean, it was still inconvenient, and they were all kind of retarded. But it's like having children. But now he has once again remembered that retarded. he really does not give a crap about these people. He's just out for himself As if he and to get back. Well, Ren, we, and you think this is something he would say, like, leaning in close, but he just says it out loud. He said, I'd rather see a prince of hell running that town than all those cowards hiding behind that shield. Just saying. You can't judge everyone by your standards. Seed planted. If we don't get out of here, maybe I can make that happen. Aurora uh, gives Brandis a very meaningful dictatorship, angry look. Brandis just shrugs. Oligarchy. Oligarchy. Thank you. A meritocracy. If, if anyone's and running we this are place, better than them, be so we run it. We do more. Meritocracy. Aurora just claimed the throne of the city. Uh, birthright. Hello. Uh, Military coup. Hello. Yeah. Uh, you and what military exactly? I don't need well, one. Well, you guys will fight it out. <laughs> and then Hugh and I will... We'll pick sides. We'll, we'll pick sides on, like, the remaining... Yeah, it'll be a... Yeah. It's, it's a tournament degree. <laughs> anyway, Brandis... This, Thanks so this, for that, this Brandis. Goes on. This goes on. Thanks. Brandis, obviously, is not serious about such a thing in a military coup, but, is, but brings up the idea that is essentially... It so obvious? That place should be run <clears throat> by Thunderstrike. You think that of every place we go to. Every place. You're the nation that's expanding its borders. Hey, that's what I do. I haven't been doing that. That? What? I you arranged my... a marriage to, like, triple to the size a of destiny? your nation. Uh, hello? Yeah. There were some... I got a destiny to rule the world, too. It's called Manifest I'm working on it. Destiny. Bam! That's a little, uh, too much. Jeez! Someone... Out... Someone has a, a bit of a big head. Well, I've been meaning to talk to you about that, but I didn't want to bring it up in front of everyone. That's the thing. Ren wants to rule As you are bickering. You guys she have things she should. Yeah, you guys have no illusions that Ren is planning big things for himself. Shut up. You okay. see a mind flare on the horizon. Crap. Run away. It's a mind flare. Run, please. It. Immediately. We have anti-sonic helms. Brandis draws his weapon. Don't kill it. It might draw more to it. Like, they're psychically connected? It's mind flare. It will follow us and then draw more to it. Maybe we should just sneak around it. It's... Sneak. It's an open way. He looks at the mind flare. Does it look like it's aware of us? Hugh's getting so <laughs> tired. <laughs> it is walking towards you. Um, Brandis Hugh is starts the parent on our riding trip. towards it with weapon drawn, not at, like, Brandis. skewering, Brandis. but ready to... Hack and slash. What the hell? You can see these with many others. It's not alone. How many are we talking? Like, army or like ten? There are uh, are about twelve. Twelve mind flares. Humanoids. None of them. Hey, none of them humans. Or none of them mind flares. Alright, it's with others that are are not mind flares. It's with other creatures. Oh, Thralls, just like the ones that killed Damon. Sorry, so say what you're going to say. Why do you have to keep bringing him up? Say that you're going to say to Damon, I mean to cut you. Count. I don't remember. 
technical question. Brandis thinks back, but he's not going to ask the party. He won't give them that. Hey, how much do these helmets actually protect us? <laughs> <laughs> like, when they told it's us... It's a placebo effect. Like, yeah, is it like, <laughs> it'll stop you from, like... We're wearing foil hats. Yeah, just a, just a <laughs> nice, easy... Like, basically, you have to keep, still keep your distance, when, or are these, like, battle-ready? When Pinter tried to probe the minds of the two scouts, he got Good nothing. point. Full go. vote of faith in this helmet to keep my brain... Not liquid. In the condition it's in. Well, maybe from mental okay, sex. So maybe not from, liquid. like, getting, like, tentacles up in there. Well, that, I mean, that's that's <laughs> what I got the sword for. So Brandis is uh, still moving towards the uh, Mind Flayer and his little baby party. Little baby parade. Bunch of little baby bitches. Brandis, All right, so Brandis, Brandis is, is moving towards it. Brandis got bored in the, in the tavern, apparently. He's, He's tired of taking action. orders from a bunch of... Jummies <laughs> in town. <laughs> Not you guys. The mind player and his thralls are moving towards Brandis. In a threatening manner? Or just moseying? Moseying. We could ambush them. About as threatening as one approaches a sandwich. <laughs> Menacing <laughs> um, the sandwich. <laughs> Brandis is. Uh, yeah, let's use you. Uh, in our experience, uh, in my knowledge, uh, do. They, aside from mind reading, do they understand common? Have they understood common in our experience with them? Uh, they could potentially. They are very smart creatures. Good point. They don't understand. So, um, uh, are you guys riding up with me, or uh, are you just watching him ride off in the sunset? Ren watches the rest of glory by the ball. Ren watching the Brandis show. She's just like, all right. He hasn't explained his plan at all, so we're just gonna assume that that he's got, that he's got something planned, and that he didn't want to tell us. Hugh's gonna assume the obvious that he's going to go kill this thing and rides up with him. <laughs> Ren lets him go for a minute, wondering what he's doing. I mean, he's got his sword out and he's riding towards him. He's pretty sure he's going to attack him. Attack him, but lets him go for guess. you know fifty yards just to be see if he's gonna turn around or anything. Uh, and when Hugh takes off after him, Ren pulls his ostrich around and takes off after him as well. Brandis continues moving within range of the uh, Mind Flayer. For your knowledge, he intends to attack it. So not to... Yeah, not to play it inch by inch, he's moving in to attack. I would love to hear if the Mind Flayer does something or says something before I get there, but unless... Like, hail, friend! ...it different happens, he's just I going to nice be... I am a nice Mind Flayer. Uh, no, the Mind Flayer... The Mind Flayer is locking eyes with Brandis, and eventually, uh, as Brandis gets closer, the Mind Flayer stops walking, and the thralls gather forward to make a, uh... Kind of put their bodies in front of the mind flare as the mind flare just stands there as if he's considering Brandis. Like, what are you? As he tries to probe your brain and finds nothing. How and then far off is he? Uh, when does he stop? When does he stop? When you're about uh, 100 yards away. Huh. 100 yards. 100 yards stare. Brandis, uh. 
picks up that we don't have our communications. Do we have a mind flare head with us? Because we could just toss that in. That would be great. Is Brandis going to get intimidated? Um, <gasps> Ren has one. He saved it. Or, no, that was Pinter. Pinter. Buried in the dirt somewhere. And I don't know if he has it anymore. Didn't he? No, he saved it. He like liquefied it and put it in a jar. Or um, I know, but when we went into the city, did he have to get rid of it? I forget. I think he hid it in the cloak. Um, anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm um, Okay, Brennis uh, picks up the pace, moves to a uh, charge speed, and prepares to <laughs> attack the Mind Flayer. <laughs> Man, us and Mind Flayers. He was uh, like moved him. up uh, with him. Like and who is who's basically keeping pace? Who's charging with Brennis? Ren's up there with I mean, Ren's behind him. He's not shoulder to shoulder, but he's there with him. You're in range of the fight. Yes. Aurora, she, she wants to be stubborn and just watch them be idiots, but the fate of the world is on the line, so if they die, it's probably going to be bad for everyone, so she she follows up behind everyone else, looking a little bit nonplussed. Then roll a group attack check. Hey. Any funny bonuses or just a flat D twenty? Uh, it's gonna be uh, yeah. Hello. Your attack, beautiful power, like your attack. Melee basic. You know. Okay. No, not necessarily melee basic, but you know, like well, whatever at, at our at basic will. is. Boom. Whatever With attack you want. Corey or any other weird bonus. Uh, Thirty-five. Forty-five. Forty-nine. Thirty-nine. Forty-seven. I don't have very good basic. Three hits and a miss. I don't have very good basic attacks. It's well, it doesn't have to be a basic attack. It could be an attack that you would use. You did say basic. I did not, actually. I said at will. Oh. Okay. So that's a 15 plus... I don't have yeah, you roll a 15. That's these, probably a these hit. These are my... 15 plus 24 is a... 39. 39. Like I said. Yeah. My, my best at wills really, are Really? You roll a, a 15 and it's a... Uh, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. 31. I've got a 31 here. So that's a 40... Six. Sorry, okay. I so, did not yes. see that one. Very high. I really didn't you see You all it. hit. Huzzah for me! And Hugh's keen eyes, noticing that we actually did hit. Explain what you do. Thank you. Uh, Brandis lasts since he's the closest. He gets to uh, finish off the Mind Flare. Everyone else is... Uh, or blinds the Mind Flare. Making, everyone else is uh, giving Brandis a path. She fucking blinds him. Ren. Light. Pure Ren. Light. Uh, <laughs> being on an ostrich is in fact the fastest one. So, he uh, blazes forward uh, in all his gnomish glory, and you see just um, these, just it almost looks like chains of fire that that are all of a sudden uh, draping from his hands as he throws them to the sides and just starts to whip them around, kind of like almost like blades like helicopter blades, but like blades spinning around and uh, mows right through the uh, not 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 through, but 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 alongside the uh, group of humanoids, uh, striking them and and just sawing them down as best he can before he then. Uh, banks away to then let the rest of the group that's behind him come through and, and do their deed. Aurora? I already said what I did. Alright, give, give, give us some more flair. 
I didn't hear what it was. So explain it. Ura <clears throat> dips her hand into the sand. And as she does so, a uh, uh, almost like a mirage comes up from the sand, like as if it were very hot, the light of her fingertips touching it causes a, a, a bit of a optical illusion of sorts, almost like it's turned to water. And as she does this, a thin strip of light begins to glow in the sand and she actually scoops up a what appears to be suddenly a long glass spear infused with light and she picks it up and she in a very graceful uh, motion thrusts the spear forward and it uh, just kind of embeds itself in the one of the eyes of this mind flare they're small but she, she manages to, to hit the spot quite nicely it dissolves in an instant. It's not truly uh, a spear. It's just kind of infused divine energy that she put into the form of uh, whatever she had handy. And it explodes in tiny shards of light, blinding the mind flare and kind of royally pissing it off in general. And it flails and its horrible little tentacle mouth just spasms and jerks as the d- divine energy kind of digs into it, making it a tempting treat for someone else to pummel. You can kind of read Brandis and Flex. see that after the frustration of being in this place and six days of drinking, he could definitely use a little violence. Um, so he he, he um <laughs> uh, so he um he has mixed feelings about killing thralls but not mixed enough to prevent them from actually doing it. Um, so he uh, just basically clears a path of the uh, ones directly in front of the mind flare, dropping them just before um, Brandis arrives there, before uh, other ones can move in to fill the gap, leaving just a nice clean path for Brandis on his huge dire wolf mount um, right to the mind flare. Brandis, having the uh, thrall, the outside thralls all looped up with fiery chains, the uh, Mind flare all squid blinded and um, taking and Hugh taking out the guys standing in his path simply charges up, brings the weapon up high and leaps off, um, landing kind of like feet and knees and blade all onto the uh, all onto the uh, mind flare, lopping the head off and um, it falls and rolls with its like tentacles going around like that, rolls off and. Uh, Brandis, I get blood on the blade of souls. I don't. Brandis shakes off the extra souls and um, <laughs> puts back the the hilt and um, and climbs back onto the. Uh, does he collect the head? Um, for a pu- for a future head rolling, perhaps. He does not. We probably won't be able to bring it back inside. It's one of those non carry on kind of items in the town. Does Rem keep? What happens to the uh, thralls once the uh, player drops? The remaining thralls that were not murdered, that were not murdered, killed, drop dead. Okay. Or no, they don't drop dead. They just kind of comatose. Go comatose and wander for a little bit, and then just start 
looking at the ground and then like digging at the ground and then looking around and looking up at the sky Is and there then any falling chance over. Of saving them? They have no minds. Says. Yeah, Fact. Pinter for sure. Pinter says have they have no minds. He and always says that. He said that last Aurora time about see. those. Uh, These ones aren't wearing hats, though. Guys, but and he said that about them, so she's dubious. It's Aurora huge. can see That's as true. one of them rolls around on the ground. That in the back of its head is a big beak hole. Wait, so it ate their brains and made them thralls? Usually, it's one or the other. That's what it did. No minds. Literally. Maybe this guy... Um, maybe it just ate the occipital lobe. Like, they're having trouble Maybe these eating. weren't thralls. Maybe this was, like, traveling food. Brenda uh, <laughs> stands up. Hasten inspects oh, the head and says, They sucked out his brain. Oh, God. Wow. That's... Wow, Hasten. I never thought you said Hugh checks the, That's um, stupid. Hugh checks the flare's body for any, uh... <laughs> for loot. God damn it! Worth it. Respect, man. It's worth it. Does he have the cash? Brandis, um, as he's doing that, climbs back up and maybe sees kind of the the reaction of I'm going to go with Aurora, based on uh, her final uh, agreement to attack, but definitely resistance, uh, and says, "We used to kill mind flayers left and right, and I'd think after what happened to Damon, you'd want to kill everyone within arm's reach." They're certainly not a threat, and freeing these poor thralls from whatever prison they were in seemed like a perfectly, uh, beneficial... Justifiable? Not justifiable. Benevolent. It was the humane thing to do. The humane thing to do. Herb bristles. I wonder why I was the only one charging in to fight such an obviously evil creature. In an obviously evil world. Not everyone decides to face their problems with immediately charging in. And also, nobody judges a justiciar. Yes. And she we would have judged him you. all day. <laughs> she ignores you pointedly. Uh, Ren has no problem Except killing other these justiciars things, sometimes. Except for the fact that he wants to get home and he doesn't want to end up in the same boat as Damon. Brandon's respect the incentive. Yeah, that's... Um, or but, I feel uh, so, so alone sometimes with you guys. It's, it's Town's hard. back that way. She didn't say that. Trotting off. Yeah. Wait, wow. No, I still don't know, I still don't know I, what this book was like. I didn't realize that you actually had a high no, horse. No, it's like this. A high horse inside. The, a high horse lifts out of the back of the wolf. Thank you. Brandis has gotten himself some drunken courage over the last success. six months. <laughs> I get drunk and I come back and I say, what you guys do all is gone. Oh. Well. Alright. Hugh dug a ditch. Dug a ditch. I yeah, heard Hugh helped out. Heard everyone was like, I can't believe you started a riot. I'm going to go to In-N-Out while Hugh cleans up. Jeez, you guys. You went to a tavern. Says the man I went to a tavern. <laughs> Yes, but I didn't. I did not chastise the riot starting. Like, like the fifth time I we've had started this conversation, the conversation, right? I did not chastise the, the riot. I chastised the riot starter. The well, yeah, that too. But the <laughs> I think it was just rash, any excuse to get mad at Pinter. Really, the rashness of the decision to start a riot. I told him to. 
He tells he does what the quorum tells to what tells him to. Have you been drinking again? <laughs> That's not how I told you him cure to a hangover. Didn't he say that? No. What? Yes, he did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. He, yeah, he, he specifically he, did not tell us. He specifically he said specifically. I'm not telling them that. It. I'm not telling you guys. He that did. Brandis he must have said that after on the stream. He said Brandis said too. No, he told I us saw that part. He told us. He was saying he was he told us in person, out of, out of character, character, character. That Brandis so told you afterwards. to. You guys are yeah. You guys are now speaking in character. No, in character. Okay. We didn't yes. know that you. Then told in character, Brandis says, "Why didn't he tell you guys?" I don't That's know. A question for you, Pinter. Pinter is busy looking at the looking mind, at the fl- cutting up the mind flare again. He's pretending not to and, hear us. And Ren gets irritated all over again. and says, "What the fuck with this guy?" Why do we bring him anywhere? Hugh, um, with Hugh the mind flare. Like yeah. the flare. Nice See if there's any indication that it's from somewhere nearby. If there's gonna be more of these things around, he checks the path, looks up in the distance. Even see if you can see if there's any indication there's a settlement nearby or something. Based <laughs> on how sees. well this guy's like, how much food he's got with him, is he? Is it like he's traveling a long distance, or I don't know. Since when did your dire worlds turn into a high? Was that better? Hugh sees. A strange sort of, Ghost of the motion along the ground as what? there's almost like a ripple from the point where the mind flare has died. As uh, you're talking like a heat shimmer or like a gopher? <laughs> <laughs> like a heat shimmer. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the ground is, uh, the ground that you're standing up upon is organic. Yeah. Clearly organic. What it is, it just, you know, it is, it is... Well, all ground is organic. I mean, it's like okay. material. Okay. It like is this. more like... This is a lot more organic than, than dirt organism. Is organic. Yes. This is like organism. still a critter organic. <laughs> yeah. And I hate this place. It, hate this place. it sort of bristles and Luckily shudders. Luckily there was sand around. And it, it's, it, Hugh noticed it when it first happened, and now he sees that it's just traveling out off to the horizon in every direction. Oh, lovely. It's like a little beacon. Well, hopefully that doesn't sound more, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Assuming a lot of things. We should uh, keep moving. Uh, yeah, you don't have to tell me We twice. may need that <laughs> scroll to get back, because we may be, you know, horribly swarmed by mind flares attacking us by that point. But, you know, that's just being pessimistic. I, so. I love your sunny disposition. Hey, we're in a... We're basically in, a, in about as awful of a place as you can imagine. So. Alright, well then, let's get this going. Even I let's couldn't go. imagine this. I, I can imagine after being here. Chit, like, chat, uh, chit, I mean, chat. Let's move. Praise. As you continue to head in the direction... Are you riding a tortoise or something? <laughs> as you continue Is to... Ha- here again? Camel. You were going for camel. As you continue... I'm waiting for camel to stop. I know. As you continue to travel in the direction instructed to by the priests of Deus. You mean the direction suggested by the helpers of the quorum. Find find fatigue starting to come over your bodies. For it is a four-day travel by uh, by mount. But you must rest. I don't. Eventually. Or do you not have to? If you do not have to rest, rest... Explain what what you draw upon to keep going to go four days stubbornness without mostly. without a uh, the power of stubbornity. Ren rests. 
Yeah, Ren. Ren rests in the saddle. Actually, he tethers himself to whoever's still walking and throws back a sleeping. He potion. said he was the one who said forced march. Yeah, he tethers himself to. He just throws the harness for his ostrich on. He, he tethers it to somebody else's saddle and gets led while he kind of passes out in the saddle. Yeah, seconded. That's Aurora does the same thing. What he does? She doesn't pass out, but she stays in a, like a caravan kind of thing. Wait, so does she rest or not? That's what I'm at. I'm wondering. I thought we couldn't technically rest. When... Well, I'm talking about your character falling asleep because she's tired. Oh, um, how tired is she? And that can't rest thing is not the case. Oh, sorry. Uh, like I said, it's a four day. Travel. She can't I'm stay asleep. awake for four days, no matter how hard she tries. Okay. Uh, like day two, halfway through, she's asleep. So, sure. does she ask to stop? Or what do you What do you guys no, do? No, no, no. She, like I like I said, um, she tethers. So she's doing the same thing that Ren does. She falls asleep in her saddle. Uh, she ties herself to the elephant first. Yeah. Um, that's all fine like and good. Harness. And Hugh's okay with them sleeping. End of day two, though, after he's gone about 40 hours, he's like, okay, we're stopping because I'm going to go sleep for eight hours. Because right, so he why is... Why you just tether yourself like the rest of us? Because I'm the one making sure we don't run into shit. Yeah, he was the one because <laughs> he points to the saddle like you're all tethered to me. Ryan points out the fact that we were only sleeping for eight hours. You weren't tethered. We weren't tethered to you the entire time. Don't make it sound like you were leading us forever. Uh, Hugh's been he in the lead since we came out here. If you take a nap, Ren will be in the lead. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> well, then wow. whose problem is that? All of ours. Yeah. We'll wait. Hugh requests to stop then. To get a night's sleep. I think I get the feeling. Sorry if I'm wrong. You're he, wrong. He stops. <laughs> Brendis and Ren go on maybe like thirty more feet and like look back and go. <laughs> <laughs> the opinion is made known, not subtly, but as much as Brendis will kick and scream, he's not just going to be like, "Well, I'm going to go get sure Yeah. With my one piece of the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> And Don't worry, guys. You guys one bit. I got this. I don't even know how to do it. Get in. <laughs> you throw the shard at her. Just Nothing beat, happens. Beat her up. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks she for the took it. <laughs> so he just pulls out a bedroll, uh, <laughs> eats some rations, and sleeps. Ignoring the others if they are having protests, because uh, do we make a fire? We have a small protester. Like the idea They're of us going. No, Solus. Go sleep. Come on, no, no. Solus emerges from the crown at this point as you guys have stopped moving, and she just Hi, stands there, We're having a rough naked time. and glowing, in the middle of this camp. That really has, cheers, uh, Hugh's heart. Camp that has <laughs> and she just stands there and she says, better. "I shall stand watch." And then she just stands tall and Red. looks out to the horizon. And Aurora she just knows starts not to really trust spinning this. around really slowly. She's gonna Red. she's gonna get distracted by like a, a seashell or something. And Ren says, "By watch, do you mean if you see a beetle, you will watch it, and for hours on end, or are you actually gonna notify us if something comes up?" She looks to Ren, and unlike Ren has ever seen in his entire life, the look of like she is so hurt. Her she eyes are red. wide Her and eyes watery. Are wide. Like, how could you say such a thing? And she just looks and says, "Of course, I'm here to protect you." Ren smiles then and says, <laughs> "Well, then, by all means, you are the greatest 
of all the lookouts proceed, but he still keeps one nods, eye open while he's sleeping. Nods courteously and continues to just scan the horizon. Ren doesn't go to sleep. You're an asshole. <laughs> Ren says, "Fuck off!" Everybody was thinking. Everyone's you whispering that were. as they're trying to go to sleep. It's like that. It's like that sleepover talk where everyone's kind of in their own beds. Hey, hey, you're hey, an Ren. asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> Ren, you asleep yet? Hey. No. You, you suck. Uh, Keep one eye open. Lord, <laughs> did you hear what I said? Everybody loves to hate Ren for saying what the group is thinking. Alright, does everyone go to sleep? No, Ren no. doesn't. Oh, what? Ren doesn't, no, Ren doesn't do trust. Ren no one goes to sleep. Only Hugh. Hugh goes to sleep. To rest. Ren's Aura been sleeping in the saddle. He's no, okay. No, she, she, she sleeps. Aura does sleep. Okay. And but Ren she, like, takes a moment. It's like a four-hour chunk. It's not eight hours. She, four hours, wakes up a little bit. Yeah, he'll rest a little bit. I mean, seriously, if sleep is Hugh awkward. awakes. Does he get a full night's sleep? He does. Plagued with nightmares. Hugh sleeps like a baby. The comfort of the glow of solace standing nearby. It even gives us the, the body sort of a feeling of warmth as she stands there. The uh, Yeah, that's not magic. And the longer you are there, you feel that the, you know, <laughs> the weave is strengthened where she is. I mean, perhaps not even strengthened, but perhaps it is her own. Huh. As, she stands, as she stands there, and it just sort of makes you feel less oppressed in this environment where you kind of always feel just oppressed by the environment itself. And he awakes like with just the same sleep he would get in the most expensive inn. With the most expensive company. With the most expensive woman by his side. He actually sends him away to sleep. Oh, he always uh, sleeps solo. Then solo standing there is a little unusual. Well, it's not unpleasant. She's kind of an exception. Hugh just entered creeper status. Creeper status. <laughs> creeper status? Oh, no, he says he sends him away. Anyway, uh, so Hugh gets his one eye sleep. After, this is after the oh, second wait. day. After the second day of sleeping? No, not second day of <laughs> no. sleeping. We sleep for two days! Yeah. I just didn't hear. That's all. <laughs> all right, Hugh feels great. Uh, he feels fast. refreshed, Steve and which is really days. nice because does know. Aurora awaken and go? Has it been two days? <laughs> We've been with Van Winkle. <laughs> yeah, Hugh. Hugh wants to get make sure he stays up in his sleep because this place is like the world of insanity, and nothing better than being short on sleep when you're trying to keep sane. So. He mounts up again and says, okay, back to it. And uh, starts off. Does Solus go back in the crown? No, she uh, she is now floating beside you as floating. you travel. Not skipping or riding a butterfly or something. She actually tries a bunch of different things. Uh, at first, she's just floating. And then she like seems dissatisfied with that. So she stands on the ground and is running like as fast as your guys' mounts are going. That's creepy. I hate when the people. Then she gets up, and you see She's like a big butterfly forms under her feet, as if an extension of her body. As and then she kneels down on it, and it even has little 
uh, red tips at the ends of its wings as she floats along, uh, floats alongside you with that. It's a trick. The red to match the red on all of your mats. Oh, that's why the red tips were there. It's just a magic yeah. color scheme. We've got a whole like. Pinter kind of sticks out with his giant like golem creature. <laughs> yeah, just rides on. We keep him in the back to not destroy our aesthetic. I love oh, that thanks. everybody is running through the sand on like padded creature feet, and it's sand, so it's probably pretty quiet. And then you hear Pinter with. No, no, it's not sand. It's critter. Whatever, but it's still like I said, sand. There's some sand. There's some. And then there's Pinter like kagoosh, 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 kagoosh. Yeah. It's like, it was so quiet. Was it really? We do have Brandis here. Is that a wolf? Yeah, yes. your armor. No, I was thinking his more voice. his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Brandis, um... The loudest part by far. He, he's a bit of a chatter chatterbox. Yeah, do you tell us tales? It's tripped. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Tell us a tale. I don't know if you guys have earned it. I don't know if I want it. He tells a tale. Let's hear it. One about the surly the dwarf ancient, who got what she deserved. The ancient history of Olgarth and how they had corrupt leaders. <laughs> Find me one nation on earth that didn't have corrupt leaders. The city of Brandis, population one. <laughs> right. Everyone was equal. Equally king, corrupt. The king did the job of the garbage men. Did the job of the king. They were wholly corrupt and also. Exactly. You just told that story and re your holy. name on the, it. The Corruptly leadership holy. was corrupt, and then the leadership was thrown in jail. By the leadership. By the leadership. So it, all, it was a self-policing system. I told you I didn't want to hear The ruler of Brandisville oh, didn't I break any this. laws within Brandisville. So now it's Brandisville. Yeah, Brandisville. The city of Brandis. The, the city that Brandis built. I forget. The area that we're in... Is it completely horrible? Yes. Flat, or are there hills and mountains in the distance? Are there uh, trees there are off in the distance. I the rolling hills, but not the vast plateaus that we had encountered the last time we were in here, which was kind of I remember vaguely. Pretty flat. But on the fourth day, we were sleeping for four days. No. Ah, I got him. <laughs> Wait, four of the only slept for two. <laughs> <laughs> We're dead out here. They're so waking up after two days and going back to sleep for another four. All right, Greg, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm on sorry. the fourth day, landscape changes slightly. And uh, as before, when you had seen these massive tentacles, enormous, enormous extremely tall tentacles, it is like that, but smaller. Oh, as uh, each of these only grow up about the size of maybe like what corn stalks would but it is as far as the eye can see in each direction just yeah. suddenly oh, a line no. small ones they might actually be interested in us yeah. so they're up like uh, maybe 12 feet like about an elephant's eye <laughs> about oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> that means me <laughs> hmm. interesting I have a Loki look anymore right now, dude. Keep the hair on my face. Yeah. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Don't worry, guys. You guys and freaking, chat. Freaking hippie. Dude, I, I, I like, I'm liking the top knot, though. I could do it for you. Can you show it off a little bit? Can you turn it to the side? 
That's pretty beautiful. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit uneven. Like a, like a but I did just throw it on, I mean... You come over to my place. If I needed to do, like, a photo shoot... I'll hook you up. I, I, uh, the, the shaved head is a lot of fun. Anyway, we'll, we'll do that I at the camera some chat requests right. later. We'll talk about, um, the Mordant Blade is in Brandis' weapon stash. Shop is training with it. Um, <laughs> Alright, continue. Sorry, I did it again. At we this slept point, for it's like four days, was it? We found some giant carrot stalks. I wanna. I, I don't wanna go through the carrot stalks. I said, did I say carrot? No, corn. Good. Okay, just wanted to make sure I didn't actually say. Carrot. No, no, we're just trolling you. Okay, troll successful. Troll <laughs> successful. All right, like cor- corn stalk tall, just tentacles coming out of the ground, about as thick as a cornfield. Oh my god! Fine, let's just go through it. Oh my god, I hate these. Yeah, if you approaches it carefully. And Burn it all. One. Burn it all. When you poke it, it just kind of flails a bit, and then oh, I was hoping they maybe shrink into the ground like <sighs> like the eyes of Red. the snail. Yeah, um, they're just but they're just giant corn stalks. He, I... well, no, he he's like he wants to make sure that they're not like he, he's basically like grabs one at the end and like checks it for like mouths or like when you grab it from the end, it does retreat into the ground. There you go. It goes, it goes. It sucks down into the ground, and then it's just like a okay. little nub on the Here, uh, here's what on we the do. ground for a big, like scrunched up you body it, of the tentacle. And we'll just like plow through the the, the path formed by that. You want me to irritate it? I think that's a good plan. Ren walks up on his ostrich. Ren was just waiting for authorization. No, Grabs one of the stalks <laughs> and just yanks it as hard as he can to see what its root structure looks like. Yeah, when he yanks it as hard as he can, it's, he just he pulls it upwards and then it it slinks down. Ren then takes his hand and sets one of them on fire. You hear a scream. Like a lobster. A scream like a lobster. As then the scream... Uh, the scream is repeated by the others, and it seems like each of the tentacles is letting out a scream as they are then start flailing in each direction as far as this tentacle field. Uh, and they all explode. As far as you can see, and they just start shaking, and then eventually the screaming stops but when they don't shrink the tentacle down. seems to. The, the tentacle that uh, Ren burned that was already shrunk down. Hmm. Uh, but it didn't cause them to retract or anything. No. Well, the one that you burned is, like, dead. Yeah, but the other ones didn't, like, retract in fear or anything. Continue burning. I can keep doing that if you want, or we can just plow through. Can uh, you see an end to this thing? Yeah, is there, like, an end to this? On the other side, or no? Can we walk through it? I mean, I guess you could get some height. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not, uh, it's not extremely deep. Come, stand up on the elephant. Do our... Flying mounts work well on this thing yet, or not? No, I don't think so. No, I think no. We haven't been able to. Okay. The answer is no. I don't like that idea. Uh. That makes it too easy. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ren. I'm, I'm glad. We just it's fly not too over easy everything. Um, okay, I like that Ren says, "Let's not try." This is a lot of fun. I like. <laughs> no, that was, that was that was that was Lincoln overhead. metagaming. We should scout overhead. So, like, let's wander through the ground. Oh, from overhead, you can see the giant ant lion. Like, that'd be. Good to know if there's... Hugh climbs up on Aurora's elephant. Yeah. There you go. And stands on it to try and get a little bit more height. Which is really not that much more, because as already established, the tentacle's about to go up to their the eye Hugh level. Hugh on the head of an elephant. Huh. 
Yeah, he's like, well, uh, I think we just go through this. Okay. Did he see any, like, mouths or, like, awful, like, lamprey-like things, like, on the end of these tentacles? No. That seems ominous. <laughs> the lack of the lack of mouths is ominous. The presence of mouths would have been om- ominous. It's all ominous. No, the presence of mouths would be threatening. The lack of mouths is ominous. Okay. <laughs> Ren says, "All right, are we Send going through this DM. or what? I think we're going through this. All right. I think we just go. If we need to toast just it, once we're in it. there, we can toast. Are it. we going through, or do you guys want me to toast them? Toast ahead of the group. Toast." Because I can start dropping nukes from a while away and just burn a path I, for us. I would say just let's just burn go. If it becomes an issue, we can toast them when we're in it. I'm thinking burn a path. I don't want to be surrounded by it. It'll take things. for freaking ever. Just Vote go. called. Burn them all. Toast or no toast? I'll toast. Toast. toast it. Toasty. No toast. Come on, Brandis. No, I have the opportunity here to make it a tie. <laughs> <laughs> let's toast just so we can move on. Ren. Thank you. Torch it pulls out, you see the fiery chains once again come out from his hands as he just bege- his he just runs at full speed into the corn and is just spinning the chains around his head as the stalks get mowed down and just erupt into flames. Um, so there's just a a burning intense flame highway that is just spinning moving throughout and do you guys attempt to run through in the flames or are you waiting for it to die down before you follow Ur follows very closely in the flames not in the flames but closely enough where she, she's not like waiting for it to cool well how is well, this... you either gotta wait for the flames to die down because they're very hot right now or you're following Ren she can handle through. a little fire yeah okay. she, she follows Brennis, as we're, we're charging, not scared of as fire we're, as we're running through the burning aberrant corn stalks um, <laughs> it says, I really regret killing that mind flare. It might attract attention. All right, ignore him. Surely, oh, what? He didn't quite slip down quite right. Oh, just nose. Oh, didn't make it. Hugh, how long does it take us to get to the end? Staggering. After Hugh says what he did. What does Hugh do? <laughs> you started saying something. What'd you do? I, I guess we're following in the fire. <laughs> no one asked. Okay, three of us charged through. What, what did you do? do? He was just like, was like, oh shit! Oh, oh come we're going. Jason <laughs> responds to Hugh saying this and says, "This is a terrible idea." I, he just look, look, this looks like a terrible idea. Aurora <laughs> does not hear you. Hugh, ha- Hugh waits till the fire dies down a little bit at least. Here's so the thing. Jason. Here's the thing. Ren didn't realize how bored he was in town until we got around Brandis and Brandis just blindly charged the Mind Flare and now Ren has gotten a little kickstart of adrenaline and is like... Forward momentum at all costs. The motto of Brandis Town. Probably just momentum at all costs. It doesn't necessarily have to be forward. I like that correction. That's a good point. And then the word forward is crossed out. It's just momentum. We tried forward and momentum at no cost for a while. Momentum. Too complicated. We ran out of places to go. <laughs> so then we went all the way in one what, direction. Which word gets crossed out next? 
All right, so everything but the word momentum. Momentum. We just keep going. <laughs> just yeah. keep. Brandis charges. Set it more deep. Alongside Ren, far deeply, and is glad to see a prince of hell having fun torching some stuff. It's like taking orders from fake Matic. Jealous, I think. I hear jealousy. I do. I'm gonna go end the Matic line. <laughs> you can go kill Seldy in our Or world. infuse it with the real deal. <laughs> hey, there we go. Put some Matic back in the Matic line. Hey, <laughs> Matic needs some Matic so it can Matic. Alright. Matic in your Matic so you can Matic when you Matic. Alright, let's um... <laughs> Darting through the flaming tentacle field. It's only about 50 feet. Oh. Are you kidding what? me? What? Why are you so... Why are you yes! <laughs> yes! This is why we charge forward because otherwise we we'll are wait in the back where we don't want to just rush blind... Oh, it's right over there. <laughs> It's oh, crossing no. the street. It's a blazing like inferno. We're fine. 50 feet deep. 50 feet deep. 50 foot crossing inferno. Crossing the street. That's like a stream. Ren's surprised when he gets the other side. Yeah, Ren couldn't see around. He's actually a little disappointed. Ren couldn't see around. Yeah. He, didn't he, get was, up, he, he was didn't getting get up on a the groove going. And nobody told him. Brandis and Ren just decided, just let's go do it. Do it. And nobody stopped him. And so he expected to be at this for a few minutes. And after five oh. seconds of charging through, was like... Over before it began. We, Wait. Di- we disagreed for longer. We were but seriously we questioning do, this. It took us long to take that vote. Yeah. So it did to run through that thing. Yeah. Sometimes our hesitancy is what keeps us alive. When Ren, Aurora. When Ren and Aurora. Do you call it alive? And Brandis. And Brandis. Emerge from the other end. Life is very different from mine. When Ren, Aurora, and Brandis emerge from the other end and. Singed, but not harmed. Singed. But Hasten and Hugh and Pinter are not there. What? Where are they? Does, uh, what does Ren do? Wait patiently. Does he kill time by burning more unneeded tentacles? Did anything happen? What like, do you mean? no critters burned. came out or anything? It was just the screams he, of the... He probably would have told Many, us. many screams rippling through the entire field and a lot of tentacles being burned and falling off and charred. Ren has no pity for these things. It's... What? Why would I'm you? looking for pity. I'm just telling you what happens. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, and I'm saying it's not like Ren's killing live creatures. Have pity in his mind for my tentacles. No, Ren has no pity for these tentacles. He, it's not I'm like it's not like he's killing creatures and hearing them scream. In his mind, it's like putting wet wood on a fire and hearing it hiss. He's just wow. That is an amazing analogy. But I replace tentacles with innocence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You hear the screaming? No. Oh, no. Only wood on the fire. Hissing oh, as it heats up. <laughs> so, yeah, Ren looks back and... Sorry, and Yeah, I mean, it's only 50 Ren. feet. He kind of doesn't even have to really yell. He just says... Well, he has to yell over the scream. <laughs> of the, you guys! Of innocence. And he says... You guys coming or do you need me to make a bigger highway for you? And runs back and blazes another trail. Boom. Just through a different area? No, just goes right next to it and just makes it wider. It's wider. So it's, He's essentially mowing So here along. you see Ren emerge, cr- making the fire even larger as he spreads it to the uh, tentacles nearby, and then he comes out to your end. And now there's still an inferno blazing. Cool, so uh, how deep was it? It's like 
Can you right there? Can you see across? Now? 50 feet. Hey, Brandis. Yes. I'm Brandis. See, it's right there. Brandis's <laughs> mighty voice can boom over the uh, crackling inferno. inferno. Delightful. Once it's uh, once it's out, we'll have you have it across. Ren calls down some thunderclouds, puts it out, but only not like fully puts it out, but just tames the flames a little bit and says, "Tames the flames." Is that okay for you? Sir Hubert of the Golden Fucking Arrows. Do you ever really have golden arrows? Or is that just a euphemism? Yeah, I don't think I ever did. Shall I lay down a red carpet They're really for you, heavy sir? and actually kind of soft. Hasten ignores Ren's uh, cruel heckling and crosses the now I mean, you guys, safe it, thoroughfare. It really wasn't so bad. The other guys ran through just fine. I came back through. Granted, I have no problem with fire. Yeah, that actually means nothing. But, but come on. Yeah, Come we're on. on a long trip. I just assume, you know, we're not really in a rush. Your caution is often warranted in this case. Needed. The heating to these temples were formidable, so I had no problem. The inferno is formidable. <laughs> on the other side, Informidable. you find only. You find only about uh, 100 feet of clear ground without the line of tentacles before there is darkness. Like, what kind of darkness? Like it's nighttime now? All-encompassing, unnatural, absorbs even the tiniest spark of light. How That's like big, bad. Like a darkness cloud? cloud. Or like ground. magical darkness? Like... I hate magical things. Except for you, Solas, you're cool. How um, how much space is it occupying? Like as far as the eye can see in either direction, or really, really? Uh, high? no, what? it's uh, it's quite a large area, but you can see as it kind of curves around as you look down to the left. Wouldn't right. you want to bet the cloud of unending darkness is where Shar is? What was the name of this place? The dark. Cemetery Gra- or something? Graveyard? Dark oh, graveyard? Cemetery, yeah, graveyard. Graveyards aren't necessarily man-made. Um, can you use vision pierce through the darkness or not really? Well, a perception check. Do you look into the darkness? Before it also looks into you! That's 14. Or Hugh, in this uh, case. It's 15. 47. Hugh concentrates on the darkness to look through it. He sees that it is the deepest darkness that only the void can rival. But when attuning his vision and kind of looking almost as if ordinary eyes adjusting to to darkness, it is as if Hugh's unnatural vision is doing the same. He finds that he can pierce the veil. But even for Hugh, it is disorienting and sort of makes him dizzy and uncertain as he looks through this veil. This place is gonna suck if that's where we have to go. Does he see anything in there? You can see inside the dark area crumbling gravestones. Huh. Would not have expected to see those around here. What uh, what sort of origin are the gravestones? You can usually kind of tell like a little bit from the construction. Do we have to go in? Human, elven, dwarven... 
random. As he tries, he's trying to look at the like. Oh, oh, you mean like the uh, like what do the gravestones look like? Are these like human gravestones, elven gravestones? They are. Looks like from a human kingdom. Huh. huh. Yeah, really did not expect to see that. This place must have been uh, preserved by whatever she's got going on, because I would have not, I mean, in this place, gravestones? Yeah, those would have been toast by now. As you continue to look, you see ruins, smoke, and dust, crumbling facades of unkempt towers and broken buildings. Wow. As you can see further and further. Anybody else have any luck seeing through here? Not, not really. Aurora tries. I mean, all she has are dwarf eyes. So you get low light or no. dark vision low for that? Light. Aurora cannot see a thing. I cannot see a thing, she says, and cannot see a thing. Looks fine to me, and then turns around and goes, "Oh, no, I have dark vision. I can't see a thing." Oh, just trying. Interesting. Only he can see. Well, hey, you, you want to go in there and check it out and come back? <laughs> yeah, go, go find Shark Horse. Superty duper. I mean, I, I I burned the cornfield. You did do that. So That's true. It's time for you There's to pull it There's got to be a way to repel it's this. Just, it's about time to your wings. Can wait, anyone wait. create Aurora's magical <laughs> light or yeah, something? Hey, I'm all about magical light. Maybe I can uh, do it. I can. Channel the want, power of Bahamut. You um, Hugh asked to see. Hugh asked to see if it looks like there's some sort of a barrier. Last time we had big wall of darkness. We ended up being a one way sort of a door. Does it look like anything like that, or can we walk through this freely? Asking the more magically inclined members of the party, like Pinter and Pinter and Aurora, and or excuse Pinter and Ren. Is that Solace out? She's magically. Yeah, she does. What was the question again? I was looking up a power. Can we walk through this thing okay? In and out? Because uh, is it just sort of like an... It stops like an edge, right? Yeah? Yeah. Ren... Any issues with crossing the threshold? Or leaving it once we do? That you can determine? Ren before actually... Um, stepping foot into it, because he doesn't know if it's going to sound any kind of an alarm or anything like that. Um, does an arcana check on it. To see what he can see. <laughs> 47. Ryan finds no indication that there is a barrier of, uh, of any sort between where you can see and where you cannot. Uh, it seems to be completely cloaked in shadow. In complete and utter Charles. darkness. You could call it magical darkness, but right. that wouldn't even be fair. It is it is pure shadow energy. Brandis asks the divine Hello. inclined of the group, that which would be Aurora. I'm gonna go second place on rank for the little devil thing. What do you know about Char? He doesn't even What check don't with you. I know about Char? She's like, no on the ground. Like, well, we had a brief run-in with some of her folks back in Maloon. Right. Well, I mean, Char's Char pretty well-known. She's an old god. toy thing responsible for Thunderstrike? Um, yeah, Shadow Snake, oh, so Snake monster Snake. thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure, that was a problem. Okay, so right now... Um... This is a different Char, though. We're tied, right? Uh, as far as... We took We lost an airship. But that was a different world's Char. 
I don't know uh, that we really had any issues with Char previous to when the timeline you know, split. I don't but... imagine if okay, that um, was our dealings with Char that Char that this world Char would like be that differently inclined to us. Maybe not past history, I mean, but I wouldn't be like, hey, clean slate, right? No, Char like, from the vague know nothing knowledge that I have of her is a, not what you'd call a nice, happy, friendly god. She's kind of a bitch. She's kind of the opposite of that, actually. So, yeah, and isn't I mean, she kind is, of like queen bitch? And what I mean is, power level wise, we, she was her her henchman Kill took down Thunderstrike when yeah. she was a fully powered god. We're hoping the whole devils destroying the world, or excuse me, demons destroying the world. Um, devils are on their way. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind well, of knocked her down a peg. If I'm rolling in a religion check, which religion's not great. Because she only really focuses on one, uh, would be a thirty-four. Thirty-four. I mean, I guess really, Aurora in knows the scheme Char, of things, Aurora knows a lot about Char. Just Char about is an evil god whose um, whose domains are darkness and undeath. Oh, oh, um, graveyard. Her symbol shadow. is a great black <laughs> okay. circle. We're at the right Green place, guys. Purple. Oh. Huh. It's a disc, like a disc. like a circle yeah. with a purple rim. Like this. Well, we think we're at the right place. Um, this certainly is. Uh, Ren. She's just she's a bad mofo. Don't mess with her. Ren. We're gonna have to takes out very much um, mess with her. the crimson stone rod, and uh, you see his hands start to glow, just white hot and you see the okay there? rod Buddy? start to heat up and glow and the the red shard at the end of it just all of a sudden bursts just light starts to just pour from it like like it's been enchanted or something like a like a torch um and he puts it into the flame or into the shadow to see if it Ren finds that the light emitting from Crimson Stone Rod is just completely snuffed out when he puts it inside the darkness. Uses to believe that there's no... Nothing returns. That there's a darkness no light can use. Nothing is illuminated. Even if this was actually one of my powers. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Oh, that probably means that mine wasn't, also. That wasn't even flavor. That was, I mean, it was, but that was mechanics. What? Nothing's well, getting past this. That's that's the best I got. So we basically have to oh, hold on to Hugh's shoulder. Uh, it's a cleric attack. Ooh, ooh. Oh, really? I know what I could do. Well, I think it... For five that, minutes, I could do it. It sounds like our options are limited unless uh, we have any... Did you guys get any fancy scroll ritual things last week? Any all other the, all ideas? The I mean, I think we can we can throw magic stones this thing all we want. I think Good. crossing the threshold, we might... Oh, yeah. We're going to... We're gonna find the answers to a lot of questions as soon as we stick our heads in. So I want to. I can't see anything Brandis in there. Brandis says, "I will stick my head in that." That wouldn't be the first time he's said that, huh? Hugh, um, Hugh, st- Hugh crosses the threshold. You hear just like that a distant wow. shambling sound from beyond the veil. The rattle of bones, a long, low groan, footsteps, hundreds of them. The sound of clinking, grinding teeth, and slavering tongues. Slavering? Slavering. Slavering tongues. Then, the sound of something heavy being dragged slowly along a twisted, 
wrought iron fence. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Something is coming. The thrum of the footsteps is pervasive now, echoing down every corridor. Corridor? Corridor beyond the, the veil. Is there... Inside the veil, there rooms. are corridors. Yeah, there's mainly Hugh that can hear it, but as it gets louder, you can all hear <laughs> Let's go in! That seems like a great idea. You already went in. Yeah, Hugh crossed the threshold yeah, to see if he like, can see anything. Hell? He just Does the vision change at all from the inside? No. Anybody so else? They're just blind. You know, Brandis that's an interesting in. question. With what does he see? With dark vision, or not dark? Hugh vision. What's your vision called? With Hugh vision, can you tell? Can you see the wall of sh- of shadow where it stops, or is it just you have no idea that it's there? We're just saying, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, he no, can definitely he see. Even it. Had to, he even had to attune his eyes to be able to see anything. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I just remember he could actually see stuff. No, and he and it's not at all normal vision. It's completely disorienting. It's a, it's a sense and, that's right. beyond our senses. That's right. It's, it's the, like gaydar. It's the youth sense. But it's every molecule is gay. Is gay. And dar. And that's how we can tell where he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... Uh, Ren will... Our really doesn't feel good about walking so, literally blind into a situation. Ren has walked blind in the situation like he does every situation. Yeah. What does he see? Well, he is literally walking blind now. Enjoy. Finally, some parody with my mindset in life. <laughs> okay, um... Ren... Like I, really, I would really rather figure out a way to shed some light on the situation. Uh, that would probably be wise. I mean, I can lead you guys around here in the dark, but if it comes to a fight, fight. that will really be a bad idea. Randy puts a hand on Hugh's shoulder and says, you always lead us around in the dark, Hugh. Could we go out and try to yell to Char and see if we can get her to come out here, or at least acknowledge that she's here? Okay, um... That would be as good an idea as lighting a bunch of aberrant cornstalks on fire. You guys guys mock me, but you don't know. How do you know? We don't know. And for that very reason, we're not going to immediately do it. Just let us think this through. Is uh, we're not going to immediately do it, but instead we're going to just go ahead and walk in here. I didn't. And say, hey, is anyone home? I didn't. Brandis I'm trying to figure out how to light this place Half the group up. already did, though. Brandis sees if you can walk outside, walk back out of the barrier. Cancel. Yeah. Brandis pokes his head back out and says, it's fine, we can leave anytime we want. I'm sure that won't change. Hasten takes a step into the darkness, as he, he does Hasten. all the time. Hasten, it's... It's like you're at home. He slowly draws Blessed from its hilt at his side, the dim, divine light of the blade, making the most minor trespass against the darkness. Ooh. Divine light. Hmm. Anyone? Just needs to start believing If only something. somebody had some divine light around here. Oh, that's right, me. Everybody clap. Everybody clap a few times. Um, Show that you Aurora taking the, taking the... Has Aurora stepped in? No. Okay. No, she poked her head in You're to see if she could see. Hasten has fully stepped in. He's now standing right. aside here. Like, he's kind of waving his sword over the ground to like look to at see. details more Okay, clearly. yeah. Aurora definitely like lights up, lights up the um, the hammer. It's like a glowing hammer now. And the the trail of the, the kind of translucent chain that goes up into her wrist. And the rest of her just in general kind of glows. You guys have gotten used to it and it's grown over the known her, so you kind of get used to it after a while. And it flares up when she wishes it to. So, uh, with some hope in her heart, and following 
Hasten's example, she walks in. Okay, and as soon as she takes a step forward, Solus shouts, No! What? I gotta! We have to! This is important. We're going. Why? She says, That is a wrong place. That is not a place. That is not a good place. No, it's not. But we have to go anyway. To stop the wrongness. And get home. Please, Solus, please don't fight me on this. I have to wear your hat. Solus just stands up rigid, and then she just nods her head, uh, nods her head hard, and says, Let's go! She and oh, follows in lockstep behind Aurora. Does Solus manage to light up the thing at all? She, uh, well, first Aurora's going in. Aurora goes in. Yeah. Aurora finds that her hammer has a similar effect as Hasten's blade. A little bit of a dim glow? A dim glow. Just That's barely. right. The darkness can't quench this light inside my heart. Do you have any more of that that you could pull out? <laughs> yeah. And when um, Solus steps more. inside... Maybe if you believed in Bahamut, Bahamut might shed you with some Maybe you light. could just believe in it more so you can see more than like two <laughs> feet in front of you. Okay, Aurora tries to believe harder. She can't because she already believes the most anyone can believe. You call yourself a Justice. Just Justice to believe. Not worth it. When Stumbling Solus steps inside <laughs> behind Aurora. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> eh, I'll just stumble around in the dark. When Solus steps inside behind Aurora. Of ignorance. You find that there is light. There's illumination coming off of her body, but barely. Even less than the sword or the hammer. Aww. So we can see her, but that's about it. In fact, you like, see her that outline. her figure shrinks down, oh, and she just turns into a single, uh, like moat of light. Okay, but it well, is it is dimmer than than anything else, and she just so kind this of is known floats for her aside. Choice of form, so Aurora doesn't think too much of that. But you can still tell as a moat. She's naked. <laughs> that note is that <laughs> moat is nude. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, uh, she, she, she has a little spell that she can cast light, but it's cast light. It's not divine in nature, so I don't know if mechanically speaking... Try to stay out of mechanics, just gonna go with that. Cool. Right then, yeah, you all glow. Boom. Boom. Aurora. Aurora finds that if she tries you. to stretch, uh, if she tries to stretch this divine uh, energy to others, it makes hers... Dim. Mm more dim. Hey, all of us is better than just one of us. So cool. she does a little bit for everybody. A black hole of faith. Except for... No, she does. Absorb your belief. Hasten puts his hand out. You absorb my friendship. Hasten puts his hand out and rejects oh. Aurora's offer. Huh. Because he's a darkness uh, oh, guy. No, she didn't offer it to him. She knows oh, she better. she didn't even offer She knows better. That would hurt him. Because you said Here everybody. You go. Uh, I'm sorry, I meant... Everybody without everybody a source of divine light, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, everyone. That's exactly what I mean. Um, so yeah, like you Ran guys. and Pinter and well, Hugh and Brandis. No, well, don't, honestly, Hugh doesn't need it because he can see probably better than you guys can. Uh, right that's now. Point. So not in terms you. of darkness, he's okay to be off on his own. Oh, if the bad guys are are illuminated, you know. Like, is it? Am I understanding? Like, this isn't just sources of light. It's it's not granting us vision. It's granting us light. Correct. It is light. So in some ways. Having him not be lit. It. We don't really give it to you. No, uh, yeah, I mean, just the, yeah, the same eyes. time. The windows to the soul. He doesn't have them. 
at the same time, so depending on shot. what's here, we could be just painting bullseyes on ourselves, having glowing things. Yes. And Hugh is better off not having that. Basically. Well, I mean, she's gonna be there's able always to see a anyway. price you pay for Faith. seeing the way. As Aurora <laughs> spreads the light to the others. Which I do, metaphorically, all the time. You hear some of the clattering footsteps draw near quickly from one side. Yeah, that's right. And then, with the light, you can see what stands before. Uh, Episode 113, everything is a metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) We're spreading the light. Brenda stumbles around in the dark. Hugh's eyes are shut. The teeth are sharp and flecked with putrid, long-dead flesh. Chins smeared with dried blood. In loose mobs, they wander through the bone-littered, uh, through the, the bone-littered landscape, seeking an end to their hunger, relentless. They are in various states of decay. By some wretched miracle, a many remain wrapped in sacks of thin, papery flesh, worn so that you can see through the, fe- the fetid sludge of liquefied intestines bobbling within. Small skeletons or, I mean, they're not quite skeletons. Small, exactly what I'm describing. Several are fleshless, but bound by thick, dehydrated strips of muscle and thin, yellow-white tendons. They seek with long, uh, with eyes long gone, heads uh, lilting, half-cocked, as though listening intently for your heartbeat. One seems to have no flesh at all to speak of, only a bit of flesh at the scalp and a few tufts of long black hair obscure its jawless skull as it sweeps its head from side to side, like a snake's snake as it clicks its finger bones excitedly. Jesus. How far away <laughs> from us are they? Do not want to see them. Are they right on top of us? There are a couple there are, there's like a, a a swarm of nine of them that have moved closer to you. Okay, this is a Hasten's eyes widen and he looks back okay. to you as he swings blessed towards you all, and he says, Careful! One sudden move could incite the entire horde to swarm us. We wouldn't want that. Because it's a horde of zombies. Uh, Hugh was like, you know, like drawing his bow. Um, (laughs) He's like, wait, I'm not the whole horde? What are you talking about? Yeah, what, what are you saying? What are we to do then? As... The divine, as your eyes adjust to taking in the light that is shed by the dim light offered by our the dim divine, divine light from Aurora, you find an odd. Uh, you see that the blood that is even far away has become easy to sense, to both see and now you can smell it. There are thick trails of blood that trickle in the rivulets of uh, worn stone and pool in odd eroded valleys throughout in the, uh, in the ruins that are a bit past this graveyard that you're standing in. Some puddles have thickened as the air slowly evaporates, congealing into grotesque curdled mounds all around you. The smell of it is overpowering as its ubiquitous scent of mold and decay seeps into your pores. And as... And as you can see the blood kind of refracting the, uh, the, the divine light 
even <laughs> even from far away. You mean the mounds of curdled blood? Not yes, just that, but totally. the the blood stains on these uh, on these three foot zombie skeleton things. They're, they're all about three or four feet tall. Pygmy zombies. And uh, you can see in the ruins of this city that it must be. There are many, many more of them moving around. Oh, that makes it worse that they're small. Yeah, harder to hit. Oh. Hmm. I just blast them. Just blow them up. Huh. Okay. Well, we need to figure out a direction to go in here. Just. Does there look like it, there's. Where is Shar? Is there like a central temple in the ruins of these. of this. Town or city that we you would have to explore it to know that you are just oh, you have just stepped in it and you can see about a foot. So what's the plan? Do we want to try and carve our way through or be sneaky? Mason really thinks we should not attract too much attention. Of course, that's that's just his idiom too. I mean, that's what he does. He looks to Aurora and says, "These are mindless devourers of living flesh." Yeah, yeah let's I not. How how device. tough do they look? Each individual one, not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and but there are just in sight of you now, hundreds, perhaps thousands. Let's not. Is there some way to disguise ourselves so that maybe we can move through the horde? Uh, I'm not going to look like, three feet tall. Cover what? ourselves in the congealed blood, perhaps. Can we? I don't. But As I'm you guys it. are discussing this, why don't you try it? The nearby, the nearby pack of these. Zombies. Fair enough. Start shuffling towards you, seeming to have uh, picked up the uh, on the the clearly the vibrations of your speaking, as they have no true ears to speak of. So Hugh looks to Hayes and we says, "So can soon. we kill these ones? What's the plan?" Yeah. How do we not attract the horde? But as Hayes seems to be knowledgeable about this, he says, "We best move quickly." So, go. don't kill any of them? Pick a direction Just and keep move. going? He Let's said, move in a... Ren pulls out one of his daggers. Maybe. Ren pulls out both Whoa. his daggers. <gasps> oh boy. Easy there. He doesn't actually do anything, but no. he's got them ready so that no. if one of them tries to grab his cloak or... Bite his leg. He'll just knife them rather than exploding them, because knifing them is less showy and flashy. I don't know if these guys exactly go for showy and flashy. Well, Well, I don't want to signal everyone else, and who knows? Maybe they're all hive minded. They're gonna just—they're mindless. That's what he said. But I says, says, tread carefully. Let's tread carefully. Who can see the best? Let's pick a direction and go. It. I agree. Hugh. Are you up to it? Uh, yeah. I can try and guide us through them. Alright. Stay maybe a little bit ahead of us. Because you're in the darkness. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, single single file, snake snake style. Got it. Yeah. Single passage. Go. Aurora will take up the end of the caboose. She'll be the caboose because she she will be the the protective sandwich. Jason (laughs) says, if we have to kill them, you must do it silently. As he looks to Hugh. Aww. He says, do not attract the horde. Or frowns. She's not good at 
silent takedowns. She usually has to scream rhetoric while she kills. Yeah, it's part of her whole shtick. It's part of how her power works. I've never smothered a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> It just never ends because the thing doesn't breathe. Yeah, breathe. <laughs> it's like, why isn't it dying? What do I do? You tear off its head. It's I what? <laughs> She's going without me. It's not dying. All right, who's leading the party? Hugh. All right, Hugh, what's your plan? Volunteer. Um. Hugh is going to try and get us deeper into the city while avoiding the main groups of zombies. Nice. I like your plan. That's more of a goal, but... Well, okay. the plan I mean, the plan is to try and see where the zombies are and Avoid try and find paths that will take us in deeper while avoiding the main groups of zombies. I mean, so he's just trying to recognize them, see where they're at, and go where they're not. And if there are no accessible paths, then we're going to have to reevaluate. Okay, that's fair. I mean, All trying right. to do the whole party be stealth is just kind of a joke. Because that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not my fault. My armor's loud. <laughs> so either we can try and silently pick... I mean, I can try and pick them off. Can you cast a silent? A few space? extra ones, like stragglers, to try and like clear our path. Too difficult. Um, but for the most Short part, that's what he's going to be trying to do. Trying to avoid the main groups, pick off uh, small stragglers, and... Try and get deeper into this thing because we have no idea where she's at. Alright, so pick a skill. She's everywhere. Um, perception. Looking for zombies. How are you assisting with this, Aurora? Um, being a, being a divinely natured individual, she can sense the opposite of that, which is the necrotic, horrible energy of the, the, the zombies. So she can help by reaching out mentally and. And, act- and actually sensing them on a, on a necrotic level more than a visual level. Anywhere that, that just screams that to her, she can point out to Hugh and... Able to get areas where you're like around corners and that kind of stuff. Where yes, although Hugh probably can see around corners too. Mm, not that amazing yet. <laughs> Someday. That's what she does. Alright. Uh, roll check. That seems like religion to me. That'll work. That's a three, so probably not going to work out. Uh, that's a twenty-one. All right. <laughs> Aurora is spending so much, so much energy keeping the divine light of the other people around that it's it's interfering a little bit with her ability to, to extend beyond that, or so she says. Red, red, uh, as he's in kind of the middle of the group. Uh, decides to cast a spell that he doesn't have to use very often um, because it doesn't really suit his combat style. But it is a spell that uh, dampens the sounds that we make, dampens the sound of blades hitting each other, dampens the sound of yeah, armor clanking, footfall on the ground, all of that, it just it muffles whisper, the sounds. So he casts that in a bubble around us. It's not a very big bubble, but it is a... It's bubulous. It is bubulous. You got a 42 Arcana. All right. Ooh, quite bubulous. 
And Brandis. You just hack zombies to death. Brandis. That's why there's just the best way to go is through like a like down a street that maybe has a bunch of rubble in front of it. And Brandis uses athletics not to like brute force it out of the way. You know how how basically he lifts smaller things. He does does things that are very very easy for him. But what the reason it takes so much strain is he's doing it so quietly. You know, like a simple task done silently takes a lot more energy. It's like there's a boulder and he kind of like lifts it up and then things kind of like start tumbling a little bit and he's like. <laughs> and, and move stuff out of the way. Um, you have to go slower. Endurance, right? Takes, uh... He's gonna roll athletics for this one. Oh, um, nice, nice. He's going to, uh, take ten and get a thirty-nine. Wow. Can you take ten? That is with my... Yeah. I've only used it once before. Um, but I have a, an item that lets me... It gives me bonus to athletics, take ten even during crazy situations, and I specifically orchestrated that so I could get the hard... DC, Does so he have I like a secret breathing technique or something? Like, well, he uses the breathing technique for his for his yell, but uses it for inversely. So he just gets like a constant stream of oxygen. <laughs> nice. Just. And I got a forty-nine. Right, as Aurora. I try so hard. Try. Hard, some, some might say. So hard. She finds that she having to concentrate so much on keeping this this light up so that you guys can navigate at all that she's she's looking and she actually she feels like she does is able to kind of sense the presence of where these these creatures are right that's what she's trying to do and she basically gets a false positive she thinks that she's safe and makes a move we're fine and makes a a move in such a way that she feels is safe as uh, as a little, uh, as a little swarm of, of six of them all lunge at her from behind. She is vulnerable. Does anyone jump into the way? Help! To protect her. Ugh. Brandis doesn't believe, but he respects Aurora's faith now and then, especially when it has actual measurable light. Brandis jumps in the way. I, me- I measure my faith in what? She's always like, hey, you know, you gotta believe in Bobbit. This is probably the first time, even after we've, like, talked to Golden Finch, old man. What was that dragon? Yeah, it was a dragon. Bahamut? Not, we didn't talk to Bahamut. No, I was like, talk to Bahamut. That guy was, like, with a B, like, Balder or Borkod. Even yeah. after, like, dealing with that... It's always like, yeah, you know, I don't really know if it's Bahamut. We never really the real who's deal. seen Bahamut. What's he done for me recently? Um, but uh, but when we're in a situation he where it's like, you. my divine faith grants us light, Brandis is like, okay, <laughs> I'll take this zombie bullet for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the way. Oh, owie! Brandis takes three d twelve plus thirty four damage. Camera wow. dice roll! Whoop! Boom, 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 boom. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that even works. Three, two, and a one! Really? That's Aurora's fate saving Wow. You. That's, um. That's faith in Brandis. That's faith in Aurora. Brandis praises Aurora's fate. So 40 damage. From this. <laughs> it's very, very only, low. Only takes uh, a way that he saved himself. Um, 40 damage, you said? Yeah. Bahamut helps those who help themselves. I help myself. Without. Or so you think. 
as you get deeper into the ruined city, it starts to become apparent where you are. It's hard to tell at first for there's so much decay and even buildings have shifted around as you can see the ground has like, has split almost like where, um, you know, you could consider them fault lines except not, it doesn't even seem like this was a geological phenomenon. What's that but, fault? More, but you know, but more of a fundamental shifting of reality. Gotcha. But you still, you recognize the ruins of one key building that is unmistakable. But these must be, at least some of them, could be two cities, especially the one, the ruins of the kingdom of Cormier. Hmm. Cormier. Hmm. The sparkling jewel. When we get back, we can tell them how lame Cormier turns out to be. Remember not to buy a house If there's still a Cormier here. left. To buy a house To tell! Of course. Cormier it's one of the, the few buildings still stick, standing. So maybe that is a good place to go. You do want to buy a house here. Mm. If you had, it'd be here. Long-term real estate. Why did you buy a house here? Under- <laughs> What's Pinter doing during wow. all of this? Whining. Him being the ghost. No, we don't. Put, we don't play as character or as But like, he's really. with us, though, right? Yeah, he's there with you. We'll get him next week. He believes. Pinter's having an interesting time. He's he's in a graveyard. He's, he's in the most possessed. comfortable place he could be. He's possessed and just he walking behind him. I mean, he's highly uncomfortable. Regardless, he's a ghost king, but he's not. He doesn't no, rule king. the undead. It's different than I know, but that's Brandis. He's he'd be studying. He like has the battery packs for all of these things. <laughs> in the land for of the dead, things? the man with the lives. No, they're all like soulless. The man with all the lives. Bodies walking around, and he has, like, a ton of souls, so I'm wondering, like, what his ghosts would be doing. Well, we'll find out next week when Kevin's actually here. Yes. Um, but I was just checking to see if he was actually with us, because yeah. we haven't. Unless we killed yep. him. Unless he's he is not one of the, with us. He is one of the six. No, so there were seven masks made. Because yeah, there were yeah, seven. Yeah. We, we, we no, wait. I hope they got the One, count. One, two, oh, three, the right four, cup, the five. Right I was still working. counting Daleman. Stop talking about Daleman. I like that we left the confines of the city and we said, why did they give us this extra mask? And we all go, oh. oh. <laughs> As you get deeper be here with us today. into the city. Yeep. The concentration of the uh, these small skeletons has died down for the most part, Hugh's mm-hmm. excellent tactics of navigating through the uh, through the light spots and taking out he taking out stragglers that are safe to take down without alerting others. You're able to get deeper in, but where the small zombies are uh, are thinning out, large skeletons start taking their place. Uh, at first, things are getting you bigger. see one. That's- Massive skeleton, we're talking 15 feet tall. He just walks across Towering. the street, hmm. dragging a uh, dragging a massive, um, like stone blade behind him, just dragging it along the ground. You're able to slip past him, but then you see two, three, four, five, six of these huge skeletons. I don't like Do these look like corpses of? Creatures that we might be able to recognize like are these giants? like giant corpses or something, and like in the little three are these like gnome corpses or something, or children or something, or 
Uh, or are these like constructs really almost? Monstrous kind of Where it doesn't really matter what they used to be. These small corpses uh, appear to have definitely been children of uh, probably humans. Human mm. children. Hope you're happy. These you large skeletons. As uh, who who is familiar with you? He would know. He's pretty familiar who with would most skeletons. Most natural critters, yeah. Natural critters, and yeah, these big ones. They uh, they appear to be um, hill giants. The skeletons, the, the skeletal structure of hill giants. Hmm. Certainly not Aurora native to Cormier. Uh, but nothing in this world is, you know. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But oh. they are wandering the streets. Who's going to take up getting past or through the massive skeletons? Um, I took the left bullet. I could try with some dungeoneering. You know, we could slip into, I don't know, some underground area. Like, Hmm. maybe go through the sewers. Ah, she knows of the sewers of Cormier and finds a manhole that is not filled in with soot and... Well, let's see if it's filled in with soot. Roll that engineering uh, check. Well, what we'll happens see. after we go inside the sewer is is up to fate. Uh, not great. So that's a thirty. Elven reroll? No. Oh. Really? I, I love past. the elven reroll. Thirty. Alas, a thirty. Probably not great. Yeah, it's too low. Um, she finds nothing but more corpses. Some of them. Still alive. It's a manhole. It's well, not not alive, but you know, animate, animate. so to speak, and and, and adamant for our blood. Oh wow! Thank you. I was working on that. So do you travel through the sewers? No, 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 no. She backs away from that sewer and she closes it up and she seals it. She, it has, she welds it. It has caught the attention, uh, trying to move into these sewers. It's yep, put you still idea, for a short amount of time. There. And one of the down skeletons is now taking steps towards you and has lifted up its big blade oh, that it was great. dragging along the ground. Yeah, or it's like, good news, guys, I discovered that the sewers are not the way to go. Who? Let's move away from that. Who acts next? Uh, the skeleton coming your way, quickly. Ren. Ren recognizing the uh, surrounding alleyways and stuff like that of Cormier having been here a bunch of times uses his streetwise to navigate to a uh, building he remembers being there um, and hoping that there's not going to be any critters or beasts or anything inside so that maybe they can get away and hide from the... We can just hide. I like this hiding Um, idea. Not great at it. 42. successful. So. What do you find? Um, as Ren, in hushed tones, tries to kind of push people back and around a corner, um, there is uh, almost like a storm hatch um, in case any, you know, big sandstorms blow through. Um, Cormier? Wasn't it in the desert? No. no. I forget. Cormier's anyway. Like- it's on there, the coast. Like there, normal tornadoes. Too. It's not on the coast. Hurricane. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it goes to the basement of the, of the of the thing. He it's a cellar door. It's a cellar door. He pulls it open, and um, I mean, there's crap and 
sludge and dirt from all of these years that has just built up on top of it. But he knows that it's there, so he digs down, pulls it open, and instructs everyone to go in. And apparently this little room has gone unnoticed by the rest of all of the undead and creepers. Um, Ren then jumps in, slams the door shut, as you can then, as we hear the skeleton walk past and the giant sword drag right over the door. And we sit there until we can't hear him anymore. It's an old wine cellar of a fairly popular inn. All the wine is... So much Suzanne! Ancient and uh, vinegar by now. Could there be some magical bottles though that have been preserved? Poisonous. Uh, Maybe you could do a dungeoneering check to find one. (laughs) All wine sellers keep their enchanted wine right here. How do you get out? What do you do next? We eat our way out. Brandis or Hugh? Let's Brandis, see. you look like you have something. Brandis will dig the uh, <laughs> through the through the rubble of like that's in the cellar. He's trying to get up, up through the, the actual house, house um, which isn't standing, which anymore. is yeah collapsed in. So um, now we can't do the same checks back to back. Generally speaking, correct. No. Up. All right. Um, he will have to roll for an endurance check. I don't remember if I have any weird tricks at my sleep in there. I don't believe I do. Um, so we have this plus. Um, nice. Forty-two. Um, and uh, Brandis immediately gets to uh, digging quietly through the rubble stuff, and just you know, not really like you guys sit here, but it's kind of like immediately as it goes in, and it's like there's a lot of noise just of the slow shambling. Like that's not a good way to get out, and so you're just like going through this, but it's uh, shambling the other direction. Moving a house from the inside, so it's Minecraft. It's pretty heavy. Forty-two endurance. That's successful. Doesn't break sweat. Impressive. Which is a good thing because Brandis sweat is potent. And Hugh, what do you do? You're still you're still inside, right? Yes. Well, he's 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 created the opening to get outside. Ah, right. So Hugh, how do you navigate deeper into the city? Mm, let's Rooftops? see. Nah, there no um, Hugh essentially. And this is risky. This is not my highest skill. Freaking stealth. Kate, I know we can build a bunch. Hugh attempts to essentially do some kind of forward scouting. Um, the the skeletons are harder to spot. Essentially, where they're at. So he tries to um, sneak a little bit further ahead try and get a better idea of where they're at um, and then return back to indicate to the others where the clear path is. So, doing some stuff. Oh, that's a 35. That is too low. Wait, I think so. Like one too low? Yeah, it's too low. Just by a Can you, I don't know, luck? Uh, luck it. How much too low? I guess I could use Lucky Charm. We had an extended rest, yeah? We yeah. did that? Yeah. 30. I'm at 35? Is that what I said? Yeah? Yes. Uh, yeah, I could lucky charm it, probably. Right, decide if you're gonna. For a skill throw? Eh, sure, why not? 
Um, just five, three times. Oh, lots of health. Oh wait, you take the high. Yeah, it gets yeah. it. All right. How how does luck? How does luck? How does luck help you? Um. As luck would have it. Hugh doesn't actually. It's not. I mean. Flavor-wise, Hugh doesn't actively no, use the lucky charm. It just happens. But there's just sort of like a little... He can tell when it happens, though. Mm-hmm. When something... A balance has been shifted. Where it's just sort of like coincidence. As Hugh is sneaking forward and momentarily as he is brushing past some rubble, his cloak briefly gets caught on something rather precarious looking. And so rather than just pulling ahead, he takes a moment to extricate himself. And as he does so, a um, fairly large skeleton, just a little bit bigger than all the rest, um, shambles by in the path that he was about to pursue down. Um, lucky you. Quite. Lucky you. Um, and as this happens... Forcing Hugh and party to move down a different path. Just, you know, a different corridor. Entering out into what was once a uh, a large royal garden as you are near the palace. You see a woman hangs suspended on thin iridescent strands of starlight. Hundreds of black Hooks pierce her shoulders, back, and arms as threads hold her up, creating a bleak tableau of a strange angel with arms outstretched. Her long hair obscures her face, casting it in black shadow, blending almost seamlessly with the long black gown she wears. Solus gasps, suddenly um, grabbing Hugh's arm as she just in an instant is back into her female shape. She says, cut her down! Cut her down? Do you, do you know her? The woman raises her head slowly in response. Her ebony hair falling, uh, falling away from her face, revealing flawless, translucent ivory skin and two solidly black eyes. She says, come for revenge at last. You are too late, little mister. Here in this darkness, you are merely a fish out of water. Shar turns to look at you, the tendrils of light, snapping one by one as she slowly floats to the ground. And we'll continue next week. Huh.